Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kafitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. Okay. Yeah. Hello, uh, hello, hello, mommies and daddies and sisters and brothers. That's a new one. And all the people. <laughs> and all the people who loved, loved, love ours. We love you. Um, Yafa Sakaj is here. She's the CEO of Beneplan, a Canadian employee benefits provider, as well as the co-owner of Blue View Chalets, a cottage rental company in Blue Mountain. She's a new mom to a five-month-old boy, daughter to immigrant parents, and an RBG fangirl. Really? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's jump into it. Hello. All Welcome, right. Yaffa. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Okay. Yaffa, tell us everything. My feminist... <laughs> no pressure. Let's <laughs> talk. No, no. pressure. <laughs> my, my feminist rage is through the roof these days. Mm-hmm. How so? It's like out of control. I feel like feminism still has such a negative connotation. Does At least, it? Yeah, to me it does, kind of. I have a degree oh, in women's studies. Yeah. I know. You're like so hard to go to women's <laughs> studies. And I'm obviously like all pro-women and you know, sure. entrepreneurship and motherhood and whatever. But um, I don't know. To me, feminism still seems so... I don't know, antiquated and angry and, you know, take your bra off and run to the streets yeah. kind of stuff. Well, I feel and like, like I'm like an 80s kid, not even like a 60s person, but like it seems aggressive. Like the word feminism to me is aggressive and probably I'm the only person that feels like that in this generation. No, I don't think so at all. I think no. I still have girlfriends that I say the word feminism and they're like, not me. You know, you yes. say why I chose to walk back my feminism after I gave birth. What yeah. does that mean, Yatha? So maybe the word is normalized with me because my father was a self-proclaimed feminist. That's really mm. cute. I like it's that. It's cute. Like it and it's mm-hmm. like weird because we're Arabs. Like I'm right. Palestinian. And right. like That's there's even more no yeah. Palestinian men that are like, rah, rah, right. women are the best. <laughs> like there's doesn't exist. Yeah. So like, you know, we live in Canada and everything. And then, you know, in the last 10 years, I feel like there's just been this huge momentum, you know, Michelle Obama and like RBG, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. That movie, man. Did you see the movie? Oh, like we did a sneak preview. I, did you, did I, I didn't see it though. I never came. Oh, yeah. We did a sneak so preview of good. like the Hollywood version. Oh, yeah. It was good. I'm yeah. obsessed. I mean, I didn't see it. I was with Asa the whole time yeah. in the hallway. Oh, the Hollywood version. Yeah. Um, so then, anyway, so I think, okay, I'm like married to my partner and he's an amazing guy and you know he cooks and he cleans and he does all the things. But then you give birth and you're like, oh, can it ever be 50 50? Mm-hmm. Can it even be 95 five? Just because like <laughs> the mental load is, and I know it's such a cliche to talk about the mental load, but it's like, there's like an enormous, and maybe it's just cause I'm a new mom and everything is overwhelming to me now. So you but, feel like it became less equal. Yeah. After you gave birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I mm-hmm. felt like with full respect to men, like mm-hmm. I'm now birthing a boy. So I'm like, oh, I can't just be this like angry. Can I be an angry feminist and raise a boy when he also has rights? And mm-hmm. am I giving? Am I thinking of rhetoric that is damaging to him? Like I don't know. But then also, I felt like in order to survive in like my marriage to be 
purely transparent, like we sharing. Like. I'm sharing the like five percent that I wouldn't really share with everyone, but now it's on That's the internet. Exactly well, welcome to our this club. Podcast is for we talked yeah. about doing anal together. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I heard that together. <laughs> I heard that together. it together. No, that's okay. So the five percent that you went on five percent. Tell our but listeners. it's on the internet. You're going to Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that no one's like, going to listen? It's okay. <laughs> A couple people are listening. Like not even my yeah. mom. Is, she's like, I don't want to hear this. But then I felt like in order to survive, because I was full of resent in the beginning, because like again with respect to men like i feel like there's andrew's sitting here by the he's way not so listening. she keeps looking at andrew and andrew's like <laughs> andrew's, andrew's like whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i hope he's listening he's making sure it sounds okay uh, um i feel like there's just like it, in my mind there was never gonna be equality and even if i was like okay here are the hundred things that we have to do today and you can do 50 of them like mm-hmm. it's just not gonna work so then i i was like venting to my mom of course because i'm like mom you know, I'm like this privileged entitled girl and you need to make me feel better. And she was having none of it. She was like, sit down. <laughs> I'm going to school you now. Yeah. Welcome to the MacBook, Mac truck that is MacBook. Mm. Yes. Mac truck that's parenting. You just, yeah. Hit right in the face. Totally. Yeah. But then what I found interesting is like, you know, with her culture, and I say her culture because like the Eastern, like Arab culture is different from mm-hmm. my Westernized culture. It's almost like those women had passed down the craft of how to live in a marriage like that when you you didn't have your own money, you didn't have the ability to divorce without huge stigma. Mm-hmm. But then it stopped. Like my mom never taught me like, okay, so it's never going to be equal and here's how you survive. Like n- that didn't get passed down to me because it was like, no, you can do anything and you can leave him and you can have a divorce and you can have money and you can do whatever you want. And I'm not thinking of leaving him or anything. It's just like, how could it ever be equal when I was raised to think like you can be a CEO, you can, you are a CEO, you can run a, you know, a clinic that you've like visualize and manifest, like you can create things out of nothing. Right. So, so I felt like me walking back my feminism was okay. Instead of me getting angry what if i tried the 1950s experiment where Mm -hmm. i actually literally acted like betty draper every day so tell us how that's going because i said so not my life no i know but oh my god but she's five months postpartum (laughs) yes i'm five months postpartum i was the opposite of five months postpartum i was like andrew take the fucking baby and leave the house i cannot be with the baby right now yeah with your first exam i was your first yeah oh yeah andrew would like andrew got home from work and i was like here's the baby and he would like take him out for a walk for an hour so i could like Actually, it was mostly studying. I was studying for a pizza exam then. It was terrible. But uh, I literally like threw him the baby. <laughs> Take this baby. Literally. I'm studying for my pediatric exam. I mean? Baby, get out of here. I was, I was literally like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like threw you, Dylan. And I was like, go. And he was like, I'm going. He wanted to be with me anyway. He didn't want to be near me. I don't want to like, be. I didn't want, I hated my husband for the first little while. Yes. I still hate him right this minute. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's still out of the house. There's literally. two babies at home. We're in his in the house that he's I mean, where he's he definitely is. managing yeah. my family right now. Yeah. And he's definitely better at toddler care than I ever am. Mm-hmm. I like, I have no patience for this terrorist. Get out of my family i hate you <laughs> and andrew i've said this many times andrew's a better parent than i am parent he's more oh, engaged oh, andrew and, uh, and this isn't just bullshit like really andrew is a better parent me I, I mean ask anyone at costco on a sunday morning <laughs> or hockey on a saturday morning or wherever that's where andrew hangs out in these places um no andrew has the kids much more than me by myself like i don't but do anything with four children you never by myself, felt ever. resent towards andrew in those early days no no i resented my husband every minute of my early days i'm with you yeah i like I think most people do. Well, I know so I resented. You, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I resented. <laughs> I resented the, the kid. Actually, yeah. I think I don't think it was Andrew was mad at. I was like, parenthood, early parenthood was so hard, and you know, you guys have already heard now my many struggles with breastfeeding. I resented my body. I resented my baby. I resented having study for the stupid exam. That is what I resented. But you it know, wasn't Andrew. You know what I, I resented? 
Yaffa, I have to tell you, it's the it's the mothers that came before me that I felt like didn't prepare me for the Mack truck yes. that was coming. Yeah. Like, surprise, nothing can prepare you for motherhood except for motherhood. You're fucked. And I was like, you guys made this look cool and sexy. This is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait, you tried to tell me. I didn't listen. So who 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 was it that you were like thinking... Where did you get this idea that it was going to be like this perfect experience? I have no idea, Dina. Instagram, I don't know. TV, my parents. My mom's a great mom. She made it look so fucking easy. And I think Mm. that's the truth. We had to give kudos to our own parents and our own mothers and mothers from millennia. And honestly, I think if people were honest about what happened, humanity would end. Like if you actually could hear it. Oh, yeah. And then you were like, and you didn't have that amnesia of like what happens in those early days. You wouldn't do it again. You have one child. You did it four times. I just did it again. You just did it for the first time. And you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, that was fun. I mean, some people don't ever do it. For like a year. And then by 13 months or so, that's like the the cusp where I find Mm. that many women are like, I can do this again because they're sleeping better. Yeah. Their kids are like people. They're starting to communicate. They're starting to move. You know what? And then you forget how shitty the first couple months are. Mm -hmm. And then you do it again. And they're like, oh, this sucks. And then people still do it again sometimes. You know what I think is interesting? When I was in New York last week, I was meeting a lot of like serious mommies who have all pursued interesting careers and they're all experts. And I realized like this generation of women, we're not good at being beginners. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I realized. We we are experts from the get go. Like you were very good at something. You are CEO of your company. You are principal of your clinic and a massive mom boss. I'm very good at almost everything I've ever done entrepreneurial. And then parenting hits you and you're like, what the fuck? There's no handbook and I can't study for this exam and I'm probably going to fail this like pieces. And the truth is we suck at being beginners. Mm -hmm. So once we conquer it, I mean, I think, yeah, that's what you're saying a little bit. Like I'm going to try something completely different, a social experience for myself. And for you, my friend, you're a little bit of a unicorn for me because I've been looking for a CEO, honestly, meeting a CEO who's made the decision to not be a CEO anymore and instead to stay home with her children with no help. That's what I'm looking for. No help. I mean, you know what I mean? That's what you're doing? No, no. no. Oh. I, I was until last week and then I was <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do this. How long did you wait <laughs> for five months? You were, yeah. yeah. So for five months you weren't working? I, so I was, I was working like bits and pieces. So okay. I check in, like do batch emailing, show up to meetings, but like I was doing all the nights, all the days pumping mm. like, a disgusting amount. Are you breastfeeding as well? Yes. Oof, yeah. And oof, formula oof, is fucked oof, up. Oof, that noise gives me post-traumatic stress disorder. I actually get oof, hypertension. Oof, but that time is... Mine's louder than yours. Do it. Do you know rap? But now I have a hand pump. Yes. And when I was gone for seven days without my kid, my hand... I have carpal tunnel. I'm sure you do. I told you you would. I was like, get an electric. I was like, oh, I need a massage on my fucking hands and wrists from pumping while I was gone. But I like hand pump. bored one of mine. I have like 10 pumps. Embarrassing. <laughs> you collect pumps. You just try to buy your wine. Yeah, work. it's like a wine cellar. <laughs> like, this is where what I keep vintage my would you things. Like? <laughs> Hilarious. What's your favorite one? Which one do you like? Um, it depends on the day. The wi- the willow is amazing, but oh, it's really expensive. That's a new one, right? That like yeah. hangs out in your bra. Yeah, I've pumped in front of male CEOs, and yeah. only one of them stared at my chest, and the rest it, they knew that it was happening. No, you can't hear it. No. Well, it depends where you're sitting. Like if, if we're talking about it and you know about it, then yeah. But like if we're having a conversation, maybe mm-hmm. someone else is talking, like nobody could tell. Wow. I, I figured that I would put it in and my already big boobs would be like even bigger and they wouldn't mm-hmm. fit in a bra. Like how do you actually fit that thing while it's collecting milk in your bra without so my, stretching your bra? My boobies are J yeah. and yeah. It looks really weird. You yeah. look like Stormy Daniels. But how do you like? But you're providing Daniels. meals for what your kid. Great. 
Reference. Oh my god! It's, but but how have we not though? talked about story? Has it go in? <laughs> I get a lot of emails with something about Stormy Daniels in them. A lot of a lot my of dad. Lo- my dad loves to talk about yeah. Stormy Daniels. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder. Um, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> it's shaking his head. Andrew's into it. Um, oh no, I, did, I actually didn't know how you'd actually physically put it in your bra without it like falling out or stretching or whatever. How do you physically put it in? Well, you. So if you're wearing like a pumping bra, mm-hmm. you know you delatch it like this. Mm-hmm. And then you put the little thing on your nipple. Yeah. And then you push on and it suctions yeah. until it's sealed. And then you put the nursing bra back on. Okay. And then that's it. And then you put your I thought if down. your boob was all squished, it wouldn't like really take out the milk properly. It your boob does not get squished. Okay. We gotta get one of these. We Willow. can do like a video if We're you looking will. for a sponsor for this podcast. <laughs> Willow, if you're interested, we'd like to pump, to <laughs> pump during our podcast. Before I delivered Austin, actually, I reached out to Willow because I thought it was a really cool thing. It was like kind of like a, it was still LV's a startup. coming out with a very similar product. What is LV? The yeah, the pelvic, LV in the, the UK. pelvic physio pelvic floor trainer. It looks like a vibrator that you stick in your vag, oh, and yes. apparently it helps with your pelvic floor. But you yes. don't need that department. <laughs> air quotes, air quotes. Um, um, anyway, we talked to them and they were like, we're good. Thank you. I was like, oh, I wanted to try it for mm. Austin. I know I'm not pumping anymore, but. Okay, so you're pumping, you're mom bossing, you're fucking running meetings, doing batch emails, and now you have a nanny. Welcome to the world of heaven. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And yeah. I finally had sex with my husband. Come on. After five months. No, no, I mean, we did it, but it was not like real sex. You know, yeah. it was like, yeah. oh, well, in six weeks. And so, you know, here's my vagina. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's the worst. And does it feel okay for you? Yeah, like because it, it doesn't still, feel so good for me. Yeah. But I'm yeah. trying again. Man, I hate the six yeah. weeks mark. It's like just lie. Like just tell them it's twelve weeks. Tell tell them it's one year postpartum. You know, sex for one year. <laughs> I yeah. also had sex recently, Alpha. You and I are exactly about, but I'm starting to have Amazing. sex now more regularly and enjoy it again. Yeah. You're happy again. What was mm-hmm. the issue? Actually, I never asked you on your. I, I had pain. I had vagina, mm-hmm. vaginal pain. Like uh, you had a cut? Like what? Uh, I had stitches. Yeah. They stitched me at home. I had my babe at home. I'm crazy. Wow. I know. I'm and you're f- friends with her? Um, I deliver, I <laughs> deliver. Oh, you mean because I'm a doctor? Because you're a doctor. I actually, I never had an epidural. I'm like not into. Wow. Uh, stuff like a whole other sure. podcast. intervention intervention yeah. Oh, i wow. uh yeah the first one wasn't by choice i was trying to get an epidural it wasn't happening he came up really quickly and then i was okay so i was like i'm not gonna do it again i'm cool and i would have delivered at home but andrew was like absolutely fucking not and it was a good thing actually because two of my kids got admitted to the nicu one of which for eight days so andrew oh, was no. absolutely right um good for you andrew olympic golden parenting Martin. <laughs> um, he's happy. Mark this day yes. down. Mark it. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, she's crazy. But yeah, I'm, so you, so you had you had stitches, but I don't remember. Those, I just those dissolved that for a couple weeks. It fucking killed Dean. I don't know. Okay. I just I, sex hurt, and I also like was interesting. After my first, I think I was like, yeah, I'm gonna like have sex. We're gonna like be sexual beings again. And after Elias and Essa, after my kid, second kid Essa, I was like. I'm no, just I'm not a sexual being right now. Like I'm just mm. not feeling it, and yeah. I, and I was just too tired. I don't. It's gone by a blink. Like you tell me, our, I'm we're five, five and a half. Our kids are like a few days apart. Mm. It's like gone by in a blink, and I'm like, oh my god, they're almost. It's almost a year. Like yeah, five insane. months is basically a year, as far as I'm concerned. Our sure. little guy's eighteen months, and I don't like he's talking and walking, and now he sees a toilet, he goes pee pee, and you're like, why you wanted to toilet train? Like what the fuck? I delivered you like two minutes ago. Yeah, it's wow. fast. It's very fast. And yeah. then you're like, I want another one. I do not want another. One. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's like I kind of yeah. sort of want another one. I'm ready yeah. to go. I never felt like I want another one in five months. That's. That's cuckoo for Cocoa Boss. I know. I am cuckoo for Cocoa Boss. I'm ready for, for another. This is so good. Why? Like, why Why are you ready? Because she's a good baby? She's a good baby. She sleep trained my husband's 
way older than me. Um, so this is the time to do it. When she says that, it sounds like he's like 100 years old. He's, he's like 80. No. He's what? Like, okay, how, how old he is just he turned, actually? He just, he's 14 years older than me. That's not a big deal. No, it's not a big deal. But he feel, he's feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Oh, and I don't see rushed. it on him. He yeah. feels it. And he's like, this is the time. We got to do it now. And he's like, I thought we were only stopping it too. He's like, so did I, but I'm not ready to give away my pack and play, which tells me that I'm not ready. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. Fuck. I ever thought I'd be done, two and done. Oh, well. The nature of things. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. So, yeah, for your, your five months postpartum boy. Yeah. Little boy. Does he have a name? Ramsey. 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 What a has good no name. name. Ramsey. Like Ramsey. It's, gonna, it's yeah. a great name. Thank you. Where'd it come from? Thank you. You, you know, to be totally honest, yeah. like really honest, I wanted a name that like, both the Arabs and the West were like okay with. Yeah. Like I wanted him to get a job in the West, uh-huh. but I wanted him to go East and be like, you named your son Bob. Like I just can't, <laughs> couldn't find Rams, like yeah. many yes. Western names, yeah. but I, I, I just couldn't name him like Khalid or Muhammad. I'm like, just right. not going to happen. Muhammad. And we're so not my daughter's religious. name is Essa, which is a, Essa's a gorgeous it's name. It's a gorgeous name yeah. for, for, it's a very popular Muslim name for men. Essa. Essa. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it is. And Christian, Christian, Christian Arabic, it's Isa, which means Jesus. But yeah. I just tell her in Yiddish, it means Essa, which means to eat well. So mm. she's my Essa for the Fresa. She eats a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Great name. I like that. Ramsey. Cool. Ramsey. Yeah. And his last name is Fam. F-A-M. Ramsey That's Fam. my husband's actual last name. It just cool. happens to be really popular in pop culture right now. So it's yeah. cool now, but then in 10 years, it's going to be like, your last name is like radical or, like, or dope. tubular. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hella, hella cool. Hella, totally. Hella, yeah, yeah. And then he's going to be ostracized. But. Gnarly, dude. Yeah, gnarly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's funny, like I read him feminist books and he, like, of course he's a baby. He like yeah. farts and cries. Like he doesn't care. I guess I don't care for books, I find. Like until like one, they don't even like care for books. They like push it away. Like, no. Oh, I don't want this thing. <laughs> I have a textured book, like the one that... If I were a puppy and it has like yeah. a little thing. So it's our bedtime routine. I'm like, I'm not giving you a bath every night. So this mm. is your cue that it's bedtime. Yes. Touch the ears. Yeah. Essa. Touch the ears. <laughs> the ears mean sleep. <laughs> yeah. Go the fuck to sleep. Um, okay. So but can I ask you guys, like, yeah. what are your thoughts on division of labor or like question. the sexes and how do you actually do it in your household? Because I'm really curious. Well, you're like to survive. a little bit. She espoused a little bit what happens over here. I, but I they're know, an anomaly. We're, we're like, like really anomalous. I don't they know. are anomalous. Like, and you're it wasn't a real even couple. like I, I wouldn't say there was ever like a decision where I was like, Andrew, you cook and um, whatever. I clean bathrooms. It, it was never really a conversation. I actually hate all of that stuff. To be honest, I don't like. I don't think anyone loves it really. But I mean, some people like cooking. Andrew likes cooking. It's like his thing. Um, just like Matt does. I mean, Matt's, I mean, Matt's a legit a professional chef. He's a legit chef. Yeah. Um, Andrew really likes cooking, but you know, before we had nannies, I didn't have a nanny until, um, uh, Dylan, my eldest was oh, six or seven months or something before that. Um, we kind of shared the cooking, we shared the bathroom cleaning and the laundry and all that stuff. But I've always hated that stuff. It, it provides me zero joy mm-hmm. and I'm all about what provides me joy. And like, thankfully I'm in, in a world and I mean for me I just work my ass off so that I could afford help totally truly you, like Dina I've, works her fucking ass off I work I mean, a lot you work your fucking ass off too yeah. I just have never seen someone Dina just it's like I'm I work ending. a lot and I work more than I really like I need to um, luckily but like I worked from last Sunday through to this Sunday every single day mm-hmm. um, you know on either end I worked in the Emerge and then I'm continuing to work every single day until Friday so in total it'll be 13 days straight um, two of those days I worked at two different locations. I worked for my office and then I went to the Emerge. Like 
unnecessary, but I would rather work and work and work and work so that eventually I could play one day, but also so that I could have the help, right? So we do have a nanny, for not sure. a live-in nanny, but mm-hmm. a nanny who does the things that I'm not such a fan of. And for me, like I want to get home from work after a crazy day and be face-to-face with my kids and not be cooking dinner or or, or do the laundry, really. Mm-hmm. So that stuff, you know, I have I have help with. And Cora, our nanny, is amazing. But yeah, it was never really a conversation between us where I was like, well, you do this, I do this. We just kind of did it. Like, he would do laundry when it needed to be done, and I did laundry when it needed to be done. And we were always kind of equal that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, your parents were, I guess, equals when you were growing up in terms of that kind of stuff. Maybe not so much. Maybe your mom did more. My mom definitely did more. My dad mm-hmm. um, is is very much a good partner for my mom and a, a great dad, but he traveled a lot. He commuted for the longest time he would. What does your dad do? He used to run the penitentiaries in Canada. Oh, Whoa. yes. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was like the rumor before I met you when we were kids. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was like a warden? Yeah, your dad was the warden. <laughs> He's the warden my dad, of the yeah, wardens. Yeah. 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 No, he, uh, he actually, my dad still has the title of being the youngest warden in Canada ever in history. Oh, right. He was a warden in Quebec City at 19. Wow. Like hardcore. And you think he's like, he's like, this city, they're like yeah, no, never you'll actually. do. Watch what episode, he was like, I hate this. Like, he hated it. But, uh, and he, you think he's like this like big, strong so, guy. He's so not, you would never, ever know. He's like totally. Um, so you think not modeling that is like the, where perhaps you're trying no, to No, my dad wasn't. My dad wasn't like a model for that. Like a, my dad doesn't do laundry or cook at all. Like he, th- that is not his thing. Mm-hmm. He, he was, he wasn't even present for a lot. He worked at Kingston Penn for years. So he would leave on Sunday Yes, that on was Sunday the thing. Night. We used to go to Kingston yeah. on our dates. Do you know when to sleep away camp together when we were kids? Yes. That's how we all know each other, but. So yeah. he would leave on like Sunday night or yeah. Monday morning and come back on Friday. He was there like two days a week for like eight years or nine years of my childhood. So we didn't really see him except for on the weekend. But then he was as present as he could be um, on the weekend. Like we'd take me skiing and we'd take me grocery shopping, those kind of things. Anyway, but he wasn't really like, uh, like he didn't help my mom that way. But my mom was hardcore. Like she'd make a whole bunch of meals on Sunday night, put them on the freezer. Like, you know, day by day, we'd pull out the spaghetti from the Did freezer. Did you have a career, the, Yeah, yeah. My mom was a manager from the government. She worked, oh. you know long hours she was she was high up in the government very much career woman and went back like shortly after we were we, we were born like within a couple of months she was back to work mm-hmm. she and but then she would come home from work at like five thirty six and like schlep us to like art classes or music or yeah. guitar or dance or whatever she was always schlepping us like she really was like a career mom yeah. she did it amazingly and we're we were so far apart in age like i have three brothers all of us are five years apart. So she had babies for like 15, 20 years, literally. Mm. And in totally different worlds, right? Like when you have a 15-year-old and a baby, they're doing different things. And she was equally able to kind of like maneuver us all around the city and did a really great job of it. It seemed seamless. Like I'm sure it was so much work. Come on. Like, it seemed seamless. It seemed yeah. easy for her. And I'm sure it was very challenging. And she also did the laundry and the cooking and all these things. So anyway, um, yeah, so we never really had a conversation about it myself and Andrew, but we just kind of fell into those rules. And... I mean, look, like I, I had kids as a resident, as a fellow. I was away many nights, you know, when they emerged for 12 hour shifts. And Andrew just kind of figured it out. Like it is what it was. Yeah. And, and as a result, actually, he's, he's, he's better than I am as a parent. He really is. Um, and it's valuable. I mean, I, I, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> do what I do, quite honestly, without Andrew, unless I had extra help. Like I would have had to hire like a, a weekend nanny or like That's what I uh, have. a live in nanny or yeah. I, would, I wouldn't need extra help. So I find this interesting. My husband, I grew up with my dad doing everything. Every everything thing. My father cooks, he cleans, he manages our entire More household. than your mom? Well, my mom got very sick when I was young, so there was yeah. a lot of things that she couldn't do anymore. So mm-hmm. he ended up just manning up, and I'm sure, like, I couldn't even imagine. Honestly, I couldn't imagine, like, your wife getting so sick with mm. four kids at home and fucking ha- poor kids and having to do it all. Yeah, there's four of us as well. Yeah. 
So he just like did it. He just like did it. And at the time we didn't really understand how much of a workload that was for him. But my husband came from a place where his mother died when he was very, very, very young. So his dad also did everything. Wow. But with a little bit more of a grimace. Like my dad Mm. did it with a smile. My dad did it with a little, which makes sense. My husband's a little dark and stormy and I'm like sunny, bright disposition. Um, my husband does everything, like literally everything, manages my life, manages my... Does he do laundry uh, and the cleaning and everything? He's happy to do it. He yes. has no problem doing it. And he's also was a bachelor for a long time too, yeah. right? So he like just did it anyways. Like yeah. it's no problem for him to do it. Um, and I think like he married me and knew what he was getting himself into. Like I am a, I am a bat at a hell. I am like a tornado coming through town. <laughs> yeah, and so I think like, Andrew knew that too. But right, me, like, like he knew that he, he knew my chaos. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chaos, and he knew like being married to me was never going to be a dull moment, and that I have a, I go a million miles a minute, and for the good of the bad, right? And you're probably the same, Yafa. Like you probably go a million miles a minute. May I? I mean, I love to work. I love to work. work. There's never yeah. enough. Like, yes, but. I will say one thing for yeah. all the listeners who don't have a perfect husband, yeah. whose husbands are not the better. Andrew is yeah. not perfect. Person. Yeah, I told don't you. Don't get I, me wrong. Did I really my husband today? Okay. Yes. I'm really amazed that yeah. you guys have these incredible. But we're the anomaly. Setups. I mean, that's yeah, why I, I think, think me and like we both, Tina and I, have share some very similar and very different ways that we approach life and and how we function as humans. And I think what's interesting about us is we both happen to have husbands who man up. To be honest, so we can woman up. Um, I'm going to write that one down. And then um, that allows us to afford the luxury of working really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Because to us, that's a very important part of who our identities are, I think, yeah. and our sense of self. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be happy. And that, therefore, he wouldn't be happy if I wasn't doing stuff. But yeah. to be honest, if I didn't have Andrew, I would probably use my parents more. I would probably, you know, ask my brothers for help. I would, I would find another way to Call have my care. village yeah. help me because mm-hmm. what keeps me happy and what therefore I think keeps my family happy is me being able to do all these various things. Like if there's a day where I'm not like, you know, I say like I love organized chaos. If there's a day that's not so chaotic, I actually am more stressed out and less happy. And so, yeah, I need the chaos. And so I, I would bring people in to help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone has people that can help. We just often don't help. We don't ask. Right? And, and it's honest, obviously amazing if it's your partner. Like, that is the best case scenario. Like, right. I'm very, very, very lucky. The original live-in. The original, yes. And I think when it comes to feminism, like, there's so many thoughts around feminism, right? The reclaiming of the, like, everyone's 50-50 and a woman can do everything a man can do. It's just not true, right? There's that, that essential feminism, which is at the core of it, women can do certain things and men can do certain things and they cannot do what the other person can do. But it doesn't mean that they're less than, right? It just means that they do different tasks. So you I think we don't I, penises? Pardon? What do you mean by that? Because I, I, in, my, in my world... Essentialism feminism means yeah. that you when you boil it down to the core facts of, of anatomy, there are certain things that a man can do and certain things that a woman can do and they will never be able to do the other thing the person can separate do from penises what do you mean that's it i mean a woman a man will never be able to question. bear a child oh, have a baby okay that's what, yes. basically or breast but then what can yes. a woman not do just to push i mean maybe that's, that's not question, i guess yeah. oh i'm not i don't remember because i like i did my degree in 2002 yeah. i don't oh. remember and it wasn't medical school <laughs> i was like, i don't remember we're doing, we both not went to put you on the spot i just don't understand no, I, I was, yes I, I, i'll look it up but i I mean, I really should have looked this up before because I saw the whole feminism piece and I should have brushed up a little bit. But there is a, a school of thought called essential, essentialized yeah. feminism. Andrew, what do you think that men can do that women cannot do? What can men do? Yeah. Yes, besides the whole penis thrusting piece. Oh. I, I'm <laughs> not though, sure. Though there is, you know, fake penis, penis and thrusting. thrusting yes, right? yeah. We should do that one time. Um, we should talk about sex toys. 
Oh my God. What is it? You're like the second really smart person. I know has talked about sex twice in the last like three days being like, we should do sex twice stuff. I'm Someone like, else why? said we should do sex. Twice yeah. Stuff? Somebody else I know on another context was really yes. smart. Was like, let's do sex twice. I'm like on the podcast. Wild girls. Yes. I don't know. I love it though. Um, I think it'd be fun. Okay. I think I think that essentialized feminism is not necessarily that men can't do things that women can do or vice versa. There's just certain things that only women can do. When you boil down to the essence of who it is, there's certain things that we can do that they can't. Okay. That's I mean, what I think it is. I think to me it's different. I think to me feminism was just the fact that like for millennia and centuries, like women were like forced to opt out of a part of life. Right. Like you couldn't only get a loan or a mortgage if your husband signed for you. So like it was mm-hmm. like bringing that. Or yes. drive. Yeah, it was right. bringing yeah. that kind of. And in of, a lot of places in the world, they still can't do much. Like leave their house, absolutely. for example. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, in I was just in Dubai and like there's still disgusting um, my grandmother lives in Dubai, so oh. I went to go visit her. She's 90. Wow. Um, but then, yeah, like there's a lot of places that, you know, you can't like divorce is not a thing or if it is like it really leaves you. So anyways, like, you know, I have this privileged concept of in the West of like what I can do and how everything's fine. Everything's 50, yeah. 50. But so my husband's a physician and I'm so grateful and respectful of his craft. But then, you know, because the nature of the work, like he, he can't come home and cook. He mm-hmm. can't yeah. like if he's on call or post call or whatever, like he's not going to be able to throw in a load of laundry. Yeah. But then also if, at the same time, like if I'm a CEO, it's like, okay, well then whose career is going to be more important? Yeah. So then, yeah, I was literally having a mental breakdown like daily until we hired this nanny. And I was like, I had so much guilt around it, like immigrant guilt, first child, like my mom didn't have a nanny, just like what you're saying. Because like you our, felt like you should be able to take care of it all? Well, because our parents, my parents muscled up. Yeah. yeah. Like they came to the country, they had no one, nothing, uh-huh. they just like muscled Yeah, it but up. was your mom a CEO? No. I mean, she always helped in the family business, but she wasn't like responsible yeah, so for like, the thing. you're different. You live in a different world than your mom did, right? So like, yeah, yeah it's amazing to like, I think there's a lot of guilt around this shit, right? Like it's not just, yeah. it's not just women CEOs that have this issue. I feel like women feel and i'm sure some men shame for too, having help but like shame yeah. for needing help mm-hmm. shame for asking for help shame for not being able to get everything done in a perfect way yeah making all the meals doing all the laundry being the best most attuned mom going to play dates going to music classes like taking them everywhere having the smartest kid the most athletic kid the best slept kid all these things like it's complete nonsense it is and what makes me feel better is asking my elders what they did so i have this lovely um auntie who shall remain nameless that mm-hmm. admitted that like she was a housewife in addition to that she had a nanny because in those countries help is really affordable but then in addition to that like she wouldn't spend a lot of time with her baby she'd put her baby in a jolly jumper in front of the television and leave the house with the baby alone and go next door and chill with her neighbor and she didn't she wasn't ceo mm-hmm. she was it was just like a different like in the, like the 70s and she probably just didn't like, have a video monitor <laughs> No video monitor, yeah. no, of course. And now we're like, oh my God, I have to like, you know, optimize the whole life. And it's like, I try to remember that when I feel really guilty. I remember yeah. the fact that <laughs> some kids were given like sugar water in their bottles when I feel really bad about breastfeeding. So, oh my God, don't, oh, alcohol, you know, yeah, Dude, like right straight water up alcohol. Had alcohol in it. We were legit <laughs> really? drunking our kids. Yes. If you look at gripe water now, like the stuff you get over the counter, yeah. it'll specifically say alcohol free on front of on front of it. It's alcohol free because it used to be alcohol containing. Wow, that's fucking. People Didn't you tell used me gripe to literally drunk in their kids. Was bullshit. What's that? Did you water? tell me gripe water was bullshit? Well, I don't know. Some people think it's bullshit. I mean, some uh. people think it works, but I mean, evidence wise, there's no evidence for it. 
She's yeah. research based. My husband's the same thing. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Call me off a thing. That, that being said, people sometimes think that it really helps them. But whatever. I thought it did for us for a, the first little while. Try it. I tried to try podcast and I needed her to shut the fuck I up. Think I, I tried rice water. water. I think it's placebo. Yeah. Uh, grape water and oval, same, same, or yeah. you know, uh, semethicone. Um, some people tell me that it's magic. Similarly, probiotics, people are like, it's amazing. It cured my kid's colic. I'm like, okay, well, the evidence doesn't show that. But whatever, if it works for you, go for it. I mean, no Amen. harm. Yeah, yeah, placebo. I think it's interesting with the help conversation. We haven't really talked about help. Mm-hmm. because yeah. this could be called moms that say help because the truth is, mm-hmm. is that Yaffa, you really brought up a really interesting point which is like I have a nanny 12 hours a week and she's been with me since I was pregnant with Elias like I hired her because I was like Good. I don't know what my childcare situation is going to be I wanted to be strategic I wanted to find someone I could trust and she literally was there for both of my kids deliveries I hired her two weeks before I had Elias and That's I was amazing. like, you are my person. So she's been with me. It's not 40 hours a week. I have her 12 hours a week. And she works with other people, right? She works with other people. And I've cobbled together care. So when I went to Vegas, I just wrote this. My newsletter is going out tomorrow, every Wednesday at 6 a.m. for Moms Toronto. Um, and I wrote the one tomorrow. I was talking about how I needed five adults for five days to do what I do by myself. So with two kids, basically. Yeah. And I had my nanny, I hired her for 94 hours. That's what I needed from her. Wow. 90, she was there every single day, 12, 12 hours a day. You. And my sister slept over. And my toddler went to my parents' house. And my neighbor from Trinidad came over every day to like help with the, with the newborn, with the baby. So like, yeah, you need fucking help. And so it's okay. So and you I feel are like, five people. So what you do is five I, people. Work. I mean, I don't think that was the point for me. I think what's interesting about this conversation is people are, first of all, scared and judged that they're going to be what people are going to think if they have help. People don't really talk about help. And sometimes when I have my friends who all have full-time nannies talking about their nannies all the time, like it's a huge part of their identity and their relationship and their household and their sense of self. And there's dynamics there with the relationship between an employer and a nanny different than an employer and a CEO of like, your marketing department or your um, well, admin, personal, right? admin they assistant, like, they fold your underwear, yeah. you know, they know what's happening. They know where your dildo is. Maybe mine does uh, for sure. <laughs> Shiznit. Cause I found for it sure. in a different and place where I left it. Yes. Um, so I just, my glasses will end up like right next to the vibrator <laughs> and I'm like, Thank you. you That's amazing. <laughs> it's like cleaned and on a, like right, a new yeah. cloth. And the yeah. next day, and in my Thank woman's you, degree, we actually did a whole thing when I remember my undergrad, I can't believe I'm talking about this, where we, we watched videos about the relationship between, and I read articles written from the caregiver's experience. And I remember writing an article where I like, I wrote like an academic essay where I interviewed caregivers and, and people, employers and to talk about the relationship. And it's still potent. It rings true. So what's been your experience Yafa, about it so far? I mean, you've only been two weeks into a care, like a, I mean, a nanny. I feel like it's like losing your virginity. You're like just the tip. And then you're like, okay, no continue. You know? <laughs> Go deeper. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so guilty. I need to spend all the time. So just like one day a week and maybe four hours a day. Thanks. And now I'm like, I need you to come at nine on Monday and leave a fucking five. And come on Saturday, please, to babysit so I can go for dinner. Yeah. Everything. I'm like, just move in. I love you more than my husband. But I love you, David. That's a relationship. So, but then it's interesting because then she came in and because I come from the employee benefits HR world, like Mm -hmm. I'm like well-versed in the ESA, Employment Standards Act. So she came in and I was like, Here's what I need to do. It's gonna be totally legal. Here's the, I printed off the Employment Standards Act for her, and she <laughs> cried. She cried. I was like, <laughs> because you know, like with respect, mm-hmm. there's a lot of illegal stuff that happens without women thinking that they are being an illegal workplace. Mm-hmm. Like 95 percent of my customers at Bennett Plan are fully illegal employers. They're good people. They just don't have time to like read. Wait, what did Kathleen Wynn update in January 1, 2018? Okay, no, now we have to give two sick days. 
and okay, it's different if you've got temp, like it's all, it's really difficult. So, um, you know, like I think that was really important for her to know that like she's walking into a place where you get treated like a minimum, minimum person, Mm -hmm. not even like, I mean, yeah, I'm giving her a sprinkle of a health spending account, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, you will get paid vacation and that's okay with me. Mm -hmm. It's okay for you to take sick days that are paid. And I had to even coach my spouse. That's like, wait, what? We have to pay her if you're sick. And I'm like, it's the law. Uh We follow the law in Canada. That's why we left the Middle East. I I think a lot of people abuse their nannies though. Like they make them work longer. They pay them less. You know, there's there's a lot of you know because they can, and because I think a lot of people I've heard this from from many people. A lot of these women have left other places where they had really shitty lives, and they got paid. Hong Kong, yeah, Hong Kong, yeah. Or Philippines, or there's lots of places around the Dubai. world where they live Dubai. very difficult oh, lives. Yeah. yeah, and then they come here, and this is much much better. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we can take advantage, and like that's terrible. No. That's absolutely terrible. There, there's a minimum, you know, how we're supposed to be treating everybody, you know, employment uh, and otherwise. Anyway, so yeah, people yeah. should be aware of what the rules are. But I think you know, you get like you give more. It doesn't. It's not like a zero sum game where like I. Yeah. I pay and then I get less. Like when you treat someone like a human and you give them their minimum basic human rights and you just do a quick Google, like employment standards poster. Cause even I have to read and like, like, wait, what is, what do I have to do? Like Uh if she, if she takes mat leave, and do I still have to pay her vacation when she come back from mat leave? Actually? Yeah, you do. do. But it's okay. You can just like hit, like speed dial this, the, Ministry of Labor, put them on speaker. They will pick up the phone, mm-hmm. ask them questions. And I think that's really good for like a long-term productive relationship because now mm-hmm. she's willing to do, like she will literally show up to my house on Monday having pre-cooked dinner. And I'm like, I I, I'm paying you for your time. Like I didn't pay you to do that on Sunday. And she's like, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but no, no, no. Like I need to pay you for this. So, so my relationship with yeah. her has been, you know what? It's employer employee. Yeah. Here's the law. Like we both know the law and then let's proceed. And then it's been to- a total game changer because before I was like, how am I going to lose this extra like 40 pounds, maybe 50 pounds that I gained? You should or- listen to the episode last week. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen last to Dara. <laughs> was it Dara last week? Yes. Dara last week? Yeah. Oh, we had a whole thing last week yeah. about oh. postpartum but bodies. Did Tom you put saying, it, right? Oh, yeah. the pelvic floor one? Is it no, it's, it's no, postpartum it's bodies. Oh, okay. It's coming up. Okay, yeah. it's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but that, so I've, I went from feeling like total dog shit about myself mm-hmm. to like not having sex, being angry at my husband all the time, being mm-hmm. this bitter, resentful, like RBG loving queen mm-hmm. to then, wait a minute, someone else is like folding tiny socks all day, then I can like put on lingerie. I even dug out, like I have this weave from my wedding. Mm -hmm. Like it's like an old ratty wig that I just like clipped into my hair to try to feel sexy Mm -hmm. and like put on heels and then we did it. And I was like, wow, oh my God, like, you feel like I don't have to be in this abyss. <laughs> like, yeah. But then it is expensive. Like I realize there's privilege associated with 100%. it. 100%. It's very, very expensive. Yeah. But they're also taking care of your child. Yeah. Like there is no... I don't want to discount actually, bargain it's on actually that. Yeah. The, the hardest thing <laughs> yeah. for me as a mom yeah. was finding a caregiver. It was so stressful uh-huh. knowing that you're like literally passing your child to someone and just hoping that things are going to be okay. You know, like the cleaning the house and all that shit, like that is so secondary to like someone's watching your child. Yeah. Yeah, you know totally. that's it's it's a very that's why thing. that's why I knew from get go like with with Evelyn who I'm obsessed with I literally said to her this week I came out of the shower and she happened to be she's in my house on Saturdays so I have a Saturday nanny it's eight hours on Saturdays that's amazing. so my husband and I go on day dates we get oh. day drunk we have day sex I leave the kid she walks in I walk out we go to yoga we do our thing that's amazing and I was like and my son's in daycare full time so Saturday is like our day to be home with me and my husband and I was like Evelyn I love you 
I love you. You don't have to say it to me. I'm just saying to you, she goes, I love you too. I'm like, no, you don't. You love my kids, which is great. And that's all I want. You don't need to love me. You need to love my kids. And I'm, I'm totally cool with you not loving me and just being okay with that. So, um, and I get such a fucking kick out of her. Of course, I'm like a party girl in my own head. Like, I think I'm cooler than I am. But my nanny is actually a fucking party girl. She's like, Evelyn, how are you? She goes, oh, I got so drunk last night. I'm like, yeah, girl, you tell me yeah. about it. She's like, I went to the club. I was like, tell me more. Oh, the club. She, uh, she's young, but she's like, she's just like a party girl. Right. I freaking love her. That's awesome. Um, so it's funny. It's like, of course, I end up with a party girl nanny who I'm like, we talk about how we're like both getting a drunk this weekend or mm. whatever. So. Um, are you going to put both kids in daycare or you'll have a lived in? Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out right now, actually. Because it's actually cheaper in Toronto to have one nanny, nanny and two have kids two kids at kids home. In daycare. I know. So I'm actually thinking plus about... Plus the cleaner, plus the cooking, yeah. saving on eating yeah. out. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't eat out anyways, really, unless okay. it's... So it'd, be nice, it'd be nice if sometimes I, yeah. I realize the choice of words. It was not restaurants. <laughs> that's what she said. Mom's at eat out. Um, Buzz that's, it. That's what uh, uh, Anything to make Andrew laugh. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm making Andrew laugh, I'm making the audience it laugh. Works, it works. It works. It's exactly. my barometer. Exactly. Do you think if you had a nanny, Matt would give up any of the cooking or he really wants to cook every single so day? So what happened when we first had Evelyn, I didn't know what to do. And I was the same. When I first had my nanny, I've never been the manager of a nanny. Like my parents have had help for ever from Barbados and Jamaica. My mother could have started a freaking agency sponsoring people from across the we globe. We had many, many, many okay. nannies Many, too. many nannies Very also because four kids running a law practice before and forever. my mom like, We had nannies for so long. We had so many nannies. Oh yeah. my God. I was I grew up with nannies so it's not so foreign to me. For my husband it was such a foreign. He's like, what do you mean this woman's going to be in our house? I know. He's like, when's Evelyn coming? <laughs> <laughs> he Counting loves it. Down he the counts minutes. it down because yeah. it's it's actually crazy. He's become accustomed and I've like turned him into this like, <laughs> like <laughs> not only does he have a body image issue from being married to me, he now like <laughs> likes help which is so funny but for me like i want to be with my kids every day i don't want someone else taking and like i'm not always good at it like i'm on my phone a lot of the time i had to remind myself like fam before the gram like i had to put down the phone and remind myself before the gram gram. i'm like fam before the gram put it down um but at the same in the same exact breath like when I first had her i was like what can i do for you evelyn what can i do can i can i like i i I would supervise the supervision and then it got to a point where i'm like you walking in, I'm walking the fuck out. Like the car is yeah. started and my keys in ignition waiting for you to come through the door <laughs> so I can fucking leave. Yeah. Neglect. It, it used to be, neglect is my parenting strategy. I'm telling you, yeah, if I can give you one piece of advice from a woman who's a minute more parenting than you and like Dina you know, who's like a different vintage is like just neglect. And I think my kids are cool because of that. And it took me not long to figure that one out. I was like, oh, you're here. I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stand here and watch you watch my kids. No, so when she first started, no. she used to make food. I was like, you're from the Philippines. Let's like, let's make like chicken adobo. She's like, yes. I'll make you ribs. I'll make you meatloaf. I'm like, stop making white food, Evelyn. Like make food. You're like, she's like, she's like meatloaf. I was like, okay. And Matt's like, I was like, oh, just don't do the math. Like, just let me do this. Please right. just let me do this. So my husband's very controlling in the kitchen. The kitchen is his. And the truth is like, right. I tried to cook today. I was like inspired. And he's like, so uh, what'd you make? I was like, egg bites. He's like, hmm, those are okay. Wow. <laughs> They're pretty good. Oh, you did great, babe. So he like tries to compliment me when I pitch it. I like to make salads and smoothies. That's what I do. Yeah, and you I can't really argue with that. Right. And he makes yeah. like, like plates food. Mm. It's not normal. Like every day. Mm. So... Yeah. So I have a question Yeah, for the doctor. Mm-hmm. It's really controversial and taboo. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's right up my um, alley. Yeah. Literally. Filler. You're talking about like for your face? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So 
I'm going to preface this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not recommended breastfeeding is a long story short, but go ahead. Yeah. Yes, I get that. I get that. But like in general, like what should Wait, I Yeah, but your women? face is amazing. If that's any cog. Oh, thank like you. Your skin is amazing. Because I stuff it with stuff. Do you? Yeah. No, 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 I'm kidding. No, your face I, well, is because remarkable. I, of course, like during pregnancy and breastfeeding, you didn't. But before mm-hmm. I got pregnant, I did experiment. Mm-hmm. I would like to talk about this actually because I've never had anything. But oh, I want to do it. I want to do it live on one of our, I want to have Dr. Yes. Hirschhorn come in and oh, she'll just pump yeah. our faces full. As you can't do it until you're done breastfeeding. Oh, fuck. We'll actually, do it next year. See, that's the, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. And she was like, yeah, to stop breastfeeding because I'm actually really curious. Like, Me too. For me, I'm not so worried about like, I, I'm not sure I'm in the Botox zone yet though a lot of people do it prophylactically right. but, I, but I hate my under eyes and uh, and I would love to try a filler. Hold on, what is it my under eyes? What's filler versus Botox? Doctor. Fillers like plumping stuff. Picture like you're not actually putting fat there, but that's what you're putting in. You're putting in like um, foam into, you know, like I'm picturing like the stuffed foam stuff you put into like toys. You're putting like your, you're putting filler, what, what it sounds like, right? Whereas Botox, you're injecting stuff that's... Botulism. Botulism, yeah. That's that why helps. you can't breastfeed, right? Um, that's, yeah, but also filler, they don't recommend either. Studies, I feel not like Andrea, Andrea should definitely explain this better than me, but mm-hmm. what that does is sort of paralyzes stuff so you don't see the wrinkle as, as well. So one gets rid of like wrinkles, Botox mm-hmm. typically you do free wrinkles, whereas filler fills in spaces where there's like grooves. So like my under eye is like mm-hmm. my sensitive point. I'm like, not, I'm not particularly vain, but if, when I look at a picture, what I always see is that first. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that apparently will kind of smooth things out. So there's less of like a divot mm. or something. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so what's your question? Yeah. Before this is more I, like here, yeah. like your your um, crow's line, crow's yeah. feet, whatever, like your your laugh lines, those kind of things. Yeah. Mm. What are you gonna say? Yeah, go so for before it. I was even thinking of having a kid, I was just tired of like going to work or meetings without like the full makeup, like being beaten up by like a drag queen mm-hmm. and being told like, "Are you okay? You look <laughs> tired." Yeah, that everyone's laughing. <laughs> and like, I like the way I look, but I yeah. also was like, I don't want to look tired and feel like shit because I think I look tired. Mm. So, and you know, people are like, you don't need it. You don't, I'm like, I know, but I just want to do it. So I did, it. I did under the eyes mm-hmm. and then I did like a tiny bit in the cheeks mm-hmm. as filler, not Botox. Correct. I did not do Botox. Yes. Um, and then I got pregnant and then of course, did you find like, it made a difference? Yeah, it did. It did. I like, think you're extraordinarily good looking and you look quite you. rested for a woman with a five month old. So. I agree. Well, I because agree. I have yeah. a nanny <laughs> and I sleep trained. He cried for hours. <laughs> but anyways, so, right. so then what, what I find, I will share this mm-hmm. like, cause I'm, I want other women to like know what Please, I did. Preach. Go. Um, so I, so I, I got like a little bit of, I would, I will say like one syringe. That's what they call it. Like mm-hmm. one syringe. So it was like half in one eye, the other half in the other eye and maybe like a, 0.25 in each cheek. Mm-hmm. That just makes your cheeks a bit more full there. Just a tiny, like it just kind of, cause I was worried about when I look mm-hmm. at my ancestors, they don't wrinkle, they like sag. Mm-hmm. They look like melted candles and I love them. They're amazing, but they look like <laughs> melted candles. <laughs> I wish you guys can see what she's doing right now. She's pulling her cheeks <laughs> there <laughs> and she looks kind of Like scary. your boobs after you're done breastfeeding. <laughs> yeah, so then yeah. I was like, okay, just put, so it like kind of lifts just a tiny bit. It's like the opposite of what I need. I have, I have this. Uh, oh, you have like that. I mean, this is, I yeah. think I have like these chubby cheeks. Mm-hmm. So what I found really intriguing, um, because you cannot ethically study kids and filler and all that stuff, but like I had gotten this done and then I didn't even think, I was like, oh, we should like start to have a kid. And I did not even think to check like, oh, wait a minute, because I did that a f- couple months ago, no, should no, we not that, try? That would not affect anything. Don't worry about that. But what I find intriguing is because like I know my face and I know that like I did it once before that and mm-hmm. it took maybe like a year for it to like completely absorb I think absorb into my body a year that's out. amazing I thought you're supposed to be doing every like three or four months I mean if, if it goes to like zero 
but you do every three months, I think, to like not go to like zero anymore to mm-hmm. stay like Jennifer Aniston esque. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then then we got pregnant like immediately because I didn't know how long it would take, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, I have like a face full of filler. Like, mm-hmm. am I gonna kill my baby? I don't think so. Well, Ramsey's okay. He's fine so far. And I'm not, please like disclaimer, disclaimer. Oh my God, do not do this. But that's what made me think about like, okay, well then what do celebrities do? And like, what do like, I think they do it. I think they do it. I, I think very little of what gets injected in your face gets absorbed systemically and much, much less of that would then go through your placenta. So like, no, I don't think it's a big deal. I know lots of people that got Botox and fillers while pregnant, while Whoa, breastfeeding. Seriously? I didn't, I haven't, but so, yeah. Are these anecdotes? Are they patients or like, who are these people? How no, do you like know friends, this? Like people that I know. I was like, I'll have their phone number yeah. please, and their <laughs> yeah. Facebook link yeah. so I can friend them so I can start putting fucking filler on my goddamn face yeah. right now. Yeah, but, but I did actually, I, I didn't, th- I, th- I didn't think it'd be an issue. I didn't think it'd be an issue of oh breastfeeding, but actually I asked Andrea. I asked, I asked if you Andrea want permission, just yes. become moms that say, we give you permission. Yeah. Yes, permission. <laughs> Whatever you want that makes you yeah. feel good. I mean, this really isn't my area of expertise <laughs> so per se, but uh, but I did ask Dr. Andrea. We can Hirshorn, ask Andrea, and she specifically right said I she asked derm? her personally. Uh, I think she does she Botox does, she does like a hundred people yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah. She's the way that's the what she does. like very very busy clinic. making it I'm rain. Just, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's like an expert in cosmetics. Mm. Do you live in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Downtown. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she's great. But I do want to have her on and I do want to try. Oh, let's do it again. But anyway, she told me to wait until I was done by face. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that's just like really being very conservative. I can't imagine that it's really hurting. We give kids Botox for lots of things. What? We inject what? Botox. What? what? Not for like wrinkles, but. No, no, no. I know, oh, no. Okay. So Before, you, you, migraines so, or for what? Yeah, migraines are a good one. The most common is cerebral palsy, actually. So oh. kids that have very, like a lot of tightness, like they're, oh. you know, they're stiff in one of their limbs. We literally inject Botox into their. Their, their tendons or muscles, whatever, to relax them so they have more mobility. What? And that's okay, you know? So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing it in like the first month's pregnancy, but... No. And, and I, I don't do Botox, okay? So disclaimer, but I don't think doing it when you're breastfeeding is probably an issue, albeit most people won't do it. Right. I, I'm so, like, of all things, don't do, because it's like literally botulism. Yeah, Botox, yes. <laughs> it's I, think like I think fillers are less concerning, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, so the foaming itching, is okay, so but the botulism is not. Yeah. You're itching Defico, to do girl, again, you do whatever right? you fuck you want. Oh, thanks, Actually, ladies. We'll, call, we'll text message Andrea Horsher when we're done, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. Who else does fillers? I don't know anyone else who does what Andrea does. No, and she's like so but my, face forward. Oh, no, yeah. I did. But she's on, on Instagram <laughs> or whatever. Face forward. Andrea Horsher, this is a plug for you. We love you, Dr. Andrea. She's also my neighbor, and she's also the wife of Dad's T.O., Daniel Lipton, so it's all very incestual. Welcome to the party. You're now you're now on the party line, Yappa. You're welcome um, to come and well, get filler by her one day when she comes over. So, oh, what other questions do you have, Yappa? This is an interesting model. Can yes, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the I've brought shame on my ancestors for talking so openly on the internet about this. But what whatever. Kind of, what kind of doctor is your husband? He's a neurologist. Hmm. So, he, and his call he has to be in house. Um, no, it really depends on the day. Like, so he. He typically doesn't, but I think you have to just be vigilant just in case. Yes. Um, so he... Where does he practice? Um, he practices in the West End, so in Roncesvalles. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really into neuromuscular. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, he's... I'm very grateful for him and what he does and how we can afford help because of that. Like, it's mm-hmm. funny because on his pat leave, as he calls it, which was like five business days that yeah. he took <laughs> off... Um, you know, he was like, well, maybe I should work only three days a week for the next year. And I was like, yeah, we could afford that. We could do that. But then we realized that was like a shit strategy. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, you're losing like a whole day's worth of like opportunity cost when we can bring someone into like yeah. full tiny socks. Like, <laughs> why don't you look at tiny nerves and somebody else can fold tiny socks. Right. So 
<laughs> and if it brings them joy to do the work, then yeah, 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 we're better people. And then I did. I tried this Betty Draper experiment where I was like, like "Tell us about this." Let's okay, instead that. of yeah. me like, and this is pre nanny, so disclaimer that. But before, like, he'd come home and I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like the put down took me three hours, and where were you? And like, do you think you're better than me? And what about my career? And then, um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna listen to my mom and be like nice and be Betty Draper. So I would like wake literally. I, like I felt like I disrespect. I was. Sorry, I was not even respecting myself for how Betty Draper I was. Like, I'd wake up before he woke up. I'd do my makeup. I'd do my hair. I'd shower. I'd make him his favorite coffee, favorite breakfast. Like, the whole thing. Put on a cute outfit. I even, so I knew you were going to look at me, Andrew. He looks over at me, and you're thinking, would you ever do that? Never would I fucking do that. that that's not my style. And if I did, he'd be yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Andrew would be confused. And I definitely wouldn't get laid, because he'd be like, I don't know who you are. You're not my wife. What do you do with my that's wife? Hilarious. No, but... Honestly, it really worked. Like I put on these cute little high heels, and it I wouldn't feel good. Is I that felt, why it gave I you felt confidence? amazing. Yeah, because I was living in a mom uniform. How long did you do like this? A, like a week. So I did this every day for a week, where I I dressed exclusively in lingerie and high heels. I know it sounds fucked good up. For you, I put my wedding weave in every day. That stupid thing. And while I was breastfeeding, Ramsey was like grabbing it. I'm like, please do not, don't touch my hair, don't touch my hair. But whatever. But then I would just like lie around the house and like read and like look at him, and then he would fuck. He would then we would like get into it every day for five days. And I was like, oh my God, like all I have to do is like be nice and not resent him. I feel like my, it's more my, than my that. job was, was just all of a sudden. Yeah, I just had to like, <laughs> like, like, no, but like, beneficial. Yeah, like, but it actually worked. Like, cause I was just like, you know, like, like, you know, the orangutan that has like the long boobs on Instagram, the meme of like, oh, what is, what does it look like after you're done breastfeeding? And the orangutan's like sitting with her boobs, like, <laughs> slowly, like, every day, like, leaving down. It's like, you were in good company. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's what I was. Yeah. And then, um, so we like weren't really having sex, and then yeah. I was like, "Well, what if I was Betty Draper?" And then I was nice, and I made him his favorite meal, and he would, and then he started to like volunteer, like, "Okay, well, what nights do you want to go with your mm. girlfriends?" Like, I can do every other put down, I can do every other six a.m. And I was like, "All I had to do was be Betty fucking Draper." Like, why wasn't this taught in like feminism one on one? Like, mm. see, that's the thing, like the lost art and the lost craft of like snake charming your that man like unless mm. your man is like you know other men that just voluntarily do 50 percent. like mm-hmm. how do you like snake charm no i think it's more than that they're like i don't i don't purposely do the snake charming or whatever but i also and know the, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. don't do any yeah. snake charming at all the weave, yeah, the that, weave. that's totally not my thing but um in fact i don't even own laundry we, we have to have we're gonna have nadine woods on at some point oh i'm wearing it right that, now i don't do that's, nice oh, that's oh, pretty hot I mean, I've, I've is, is that like a nursing laundry it's nursing laundry well, your Check boobs are massive. How big are your? What size are your boobs? Whoa, this is amazing. How do you breastfeed in that? So it's a black lace. Whoa. <laughs> how are you breastfeeding with that? I don't get it. There's no opening. You just whip it out. Just whip it out. Oh yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. No, I have lots wow. of pretty bags. I have lots of pretty bras, but I've never so had know. like I've never had like a, a video, like a bodysuit thing. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, bodysuits. Go to Victoria's okay, Secret. They're like going out of business. Back up. Back up. What the yes. fuck were we just talking about? Before we were talking about not being Betty Draper. So that that's like not my thing. But I do think we really do need to pay attention hey Google, to who's Betty Draper. <laughs> Sorry. I think we need to pay attention to to our partner's <laughs> needs. Oh, Betty Draper. Like just typical nineteen fifties prototypical housewife. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like cooking and cleaning and, and fucking them when they want you not because you want I to. I forgot to bring the book. Yeah, that's okay. Anyways, um, there's a whole chapter about this, by the way. 
This is a phenomenon, by the way. Right. This is a phenomenon. So anyway, I think I do think that it's important for both partners to do shit that makes the other person feel great. And for a lot of women, they want their partners to take out the garbage and make them dinner and do that. The love languages we talked about. Yeah, love languages, right? And for a woman, I think sometimes you have to do things that make them feel good, mm-hmm. including Andrew showing you blowjobs or having sex when you're not really into it or whatever. So it's more than just sex, absolutely. But a lot of guys feel love when their women fuck them. Um, and a lot of women feel love when their partners do shit for them around the house. Mm-hmm. And that's like the languages of love. And so um, I don't do the Beatty Draper thing, but I certainly am very cognizant of his needs as well. And so we have sex more than most other people do. And that's I love great. it also, but it's also because I know that makes it feel good. How often do you have sex? And you will say not enough. Is that your answer? <laughs> that would be- yeah, but like this morning we were getting I don't know a couple times a week probably. That's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Bad. Yeah, and like sometimes twice in a day and sometimes that's not. Like, like this morning we were getting unreal. dressed. I, I, I fed the baby. The kids were downstairs having breakfast. My nanny arrived, and I was getting changed into my workout clothes. And Andrew was changing his in his in his uh, work clothes. And we were like, "You want to do it? Yeah, let's do it." So we closed the door. That's amazing. It. And that was it. My kids were eating breakfast downstairs, mm-hmm. and that's then it just great. gave us like this little like yeah. Know, did you feel better today? Yeah, it was a great day. It was a great day. <laughs> I had a good day too. Yeah, and it was like five minutes of our day. But it was it was nice and it, and it felt special. That's outstanding. <laughs> it was meant to be fast. It was meant oh to be fast. God. No, but, but that's amazing. But, yeah, and that's, so if you can get it in that often, yeah, yeah. But listen, they're mm. an anomaly, and you're five months postpartum with your first kid. But it's also I'm, trying. I think I we're anonymous for sure. Yes, but we're also trying. making a really conscious. Yes, effort I think to it's try. like so. So so Rhonda Katz will say, "Help me, Rhonda." Will say, "Who was our first? Who's like now the guru of this topic for me?" Is like. It is a muscle, like anything else. If you don't mm. use it, you lose it. And it, like anything else, you have to schedule it. You have to schedule like you schedule your fucking meeting. Like right now, I'm looking to hire an EA, an executive assistant. Anyone looking to hire? I'm looking to hire. Um, and and in my calendar, like I, I need to put like basically my husband and I have basically have a sex routine now. Mm-hmm. And when Elias was younger, our first when he was by himself, we used to put him in we call it sex jail, where we just like okay, <laughs> it's time to put you in your crib and put all of your so toys inside. <laughs> and that's what we did. We just like literally put him in sex jail, which was his prison where <laughs> we grow made up. love. <laughs> and and that's yeah. what, for me no. though, it's not about sex. It's not about penis and vagina thrusting. Yes. I have to like I have to come, you know? Like mm. I need it to be love making session. I can't just like no. babe, let's just get a quickie so you can get off. I need to like we gotta be into it, you know. I want to. I want to take a three-hour nap after. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I like need to take a shower. I need to like. It's like a little bit more involved for me than mm-hmm. it is just like a wham bam. Thank mm-hmm. you, man. I like both. I actually quite like quickies. Oh, I haven't done that in so long, dude. I don't have the energy. I don't. You're like a. It's five minutes. I I really think it was five minutes. <laughs> She's a Renaissance woman, honestly. Yeah, you are. Yeah. No, but yeah. it's, it, it was it and. I don't know. I'm not even sure if I can. All but, roads, by the way, on me, this podcast it just, it lead just back feels to sex. Good. It feels emotionally good. Like it felt, it felt like that's good. Then that's like, different. Oh, I did that shit. Yeah. Aww. High five. I mean, high five. Well, I, did, I did that. He shit. did. Yeah, I did the shit. I didn't smack my ass after. It's kind of like a high five, but like it, it just feels like connection. It just feels like special. Like we 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 accomplished something together yeah. today. You know. Yeah. It's a huge um, accomplishment. But really, like it's not. It's. I don't think people have to. Some people like you want all that, mm-hmm. and that's great. But if you always feel like you have to have all that in the shower and the. Uh, then like it limits how often you can do it. So it's interesting. Try what? a quickie once in a while. Oh my God, maybe I will. Really? What's the harm? Really or like a you beach. Five minutes. Pardon? Or a beach. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite. A blow job. I'm like, oh. A beach. Like a to beach get day. so that you can receive. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, to give so you can receive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, do, I do think that too. I think a lot of people don't 
maybe they even never have or they don't like enjoy it or whatever. I mean, no one enjoy. Well, I shouldn't say no one enjoys giving BJ, but um, that's another thing that I think guys really, 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 really like. And, and you're shaking mm. his head again. And mm. a lot of women are like super not into it, but they really, really, really like it. And I think that's another way to get your husband to be better. Husband. Yeah. No, I really. think so. And I'm not talking about trading sex for stuff. I'm not at all. But I think if you can make I your partner a little bit for five <laughs> jobs, <laughs> a Louboutin purse, you and need, like a, a stamper, a stamper, like you yeah. got one. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Coupon yes. book. Like, yeah, coupon like book. the yeah. second cup. Thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, but I do really think that there's a give and take, right? Like you do, and it's not just about blowjobs, but like you Servitude. do things that make your partner feel great. And yeah. then, mm. then your partner will do things that make you feel great. And that could also be them going down on you or it could be helping around the house or whatever it is. But there's a really, there's a give and take to relationships, right? And the more you do to make them feel good, the more they'll do to make you feel good. And your language love will, will mash up. Right? And I find for me, I mean, I don't know what your experience is because ugh, I mean, like, I feel like my son is still five months old, even though he's two and a half and I have a five month old. But if I can put myself in your shoes for a minute, like, or any mom who's listening, who is early stages of first time parenting, like it's not necessary. The kid is actually okay. You know, and you yourself are actually maybe okay. And your husband himself is okay. It's the family unit that shifts and the relationship suffers to some degree and requires a lot of work, mm-hmm. right? So it used to be like me and my husband used to fuck in the back of a car. That was totally fine. We used to go to a nightclub or whatever, or a bar or a restaurant and like have a nice dinner and like, you know, a sloppy, you know, makeout session and this totally like... In your Fiat? No, not in the Fiat. In you never fucked car. in your Fiat? Did we ever fuck in the Fiat? No, Fiat's a really small car. Remember you know? the Honda Ant? <laughs> we would drive to Ottawa... <laughs> And stop places. <laughs> stop it. How many times did we do that? A lot. A couple of times. Oh we would God. stop like en route. Don't say at the en route. It was like not on the fucking Wendy's. They weren't on route. They weren't on route yet. On route were like after. So it was before yeah. the en route. Before en route. No, we're Whoa. talking pre kids. We're so, talking like two thousand or something. They've been together for a really long time. It was like a time. McDonald's. It's literally what Ali G makes fun of. Like yeah. me and yeah. my Julie in right. the back of the Wendy's or whatever. Right. Anyways, that, we, that was us. That was me and Andrew. Be like, we're kind of bored. It's like a four hour drive to go to Ottawa or That's five hour amazing. drive. Whatever. Let's just stop and fucking it on route. Well, I also just think like a lot of women who are our vintage sexuality was a big part of our life. Going out was a good big part. Drinking and having friends was a big part. Fashion and looking good and working out and eating healthy and being maybe up on the food scene or vacationing. Mm-hmm. Like those were all parts of our identity that somehow takes a back seat once you have a kid. So for me, it's like a mix of like not really caring about those things anymore, but still grappling with like, I really like those things and they are part of my identity. So it, it's just for me about identity. It's yes. like that shift of like, this is who I was. This is who I am. This is like the merging of those two parts of my soul and can I live with that right mm-hmm. and I, I I keep saying I can't wait till I'm 40 I don't know how old you are. I can't wait till I'm, I'm 40. 33 you're 33 what's the magic at 40 I think when I'm 40 I'm just gonna be like and maybe I felt this way like I don't wish this time away I'm like you my young family I love hustling my business I wake up thinking about business I go to bed thinking about business all I do is thinking about business all day long my kids take a back seat and my husband takes a back seat so I feel guilty about that I feel when I hit 40 which is like this weird milestone that all of it will sort of like chill mm. and that business will either succeed and the family will be in a good place and our marriage will be in a solid place and we'll sort of like just simmer a little bit because right now as I say I feel like I'm a tornado a bat out of hell action-packed for a <laughs> ride like I am on a, a train know, like how do you know that you're not going to have this crazy business and doing the next business or the best next business maybe I will Dina, maybe I will I just crazy. somehow feel like I know a lot of women when they hit 40 it's like this sort of like 
it's the new 30 to some degree. Like, it's like, okay, like I really know myself. I've accomplished quite a bit, you know, and you're sort of at that next stage in life where like the next 20 years are going to be the best 20 years, you know? Mm. I don't know. It's totally arbitrary. I think and you're I totally always going to be up. a workaholic and always oh, looking for the next I know, thing. Whatever. Yeah. And that's the yeah, truth. I don't think anything will be different with me at 40, except I'll probably have more businesses and more shit going on. Right. And my kids will be older and then yeah. a totally different stage of their lives, which right. will be more amazing and less amazing at the same time. Right. right. So you mm-hmm. think you would have more, not less more businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'll just find my There's stride. There's so many things I want to do. There's what so else do you want to do? Wanna do? Oh my God. Do you I want to do a lot. Just do a lot. spin. Just go. Just start. Just drop. Well, I'm planning on dropping a cosmetics line. <gasps> I'm hoping to have a kids food Not line. planning. It's like pretty soon. Oh, yeah, that's some right. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kids food. Kids yeah. food. Kids yeah. snack food. I don't like the scene and I want to change it. Amazing. That's that. At some point, I'll probably have a book. Um, clothing. Yeah. More kid cruise. That's my short list. Yeah. Just Kylie Jenner up podcast, yeah. You're yeah. just gonna like she's mom the Kylie Jenner. She is the she is the Kylie like Jenner. Chris Jenner. This is the, the Kardashians, by the yes. way, of the mommy. Yeah. I feel like right. I'm in the Kardashians. That's really sweet. Yeah. yeah. I, I just. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah. That's how you get famous. <laughs> I I just I there's so many. I'm like famous. one of these people. Like I see issues. I just want to like fix them. And I yeah. want to to do it my way. Spin it my way. But I, I'm not, I can't be complacent. I'm like the least complacent person. But you're also not just a dreamer. You're an actualizer. Like Dina's like does it. It's not just like, so when Dina said to me, like, do you want to do a podcast with me? I'm like, I'm hitching my cart to this, <laughs> this horse. Like, absolutely. We are doing this together. And I knew that it was just going to be the best in class. Right. So it's about being strategic also, about the decisions you make. Right. So we've already I'm like, had, I'm compulsive. I'm like, I'm impulsive and compulsive. I have an idea and I'm like, I can't just like think about it. It'll bug me if I think about it too much. I'm just like, I just got to do this shit. Mm-hmm. So what's an example of something that's really bugging you right now? Oh, snack food is a big one. Why? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, look, I mean, kids snack food typically. So here's a huge pet peeve. Did you shut off your mic? Imagine we were not recording this whole time. I shut off my mic. I think it's on. We have a tendency to shut off our mics. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting comfy. I'm I'm settling in. Um, Okay. So kids come into my office daily, even at like 930 AM and have fishy crackers and have uh, squeezy pouches and food that dissolves in their mouth that I call astronaut food. There's a lot of really astronaut food. You know, like like stuff that dissolves in your mouth. Oh, right? no, yeah, she hasn't started solids yet. Oh, I've seen like I observe, like yeah. I see other people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not going to name brands, but like most snack Can food I? for kids. What does it matter? Well, does it I matter? Know. I mean, it's most kids' snack food. To be honest, it dissolves in the mouth. Yeah. And um, like rice puffs, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's it. Like they're made with rice and salt and sugar, and very high. They're very highly processed, and they're not real food. So I see a lot of constipation. I see a lot of kids that have difficulty with solids. And I think part of it is like they're putting in food that dissolves in their mouth and then they go to eat real food and they suck on it and they're like, why isn't this dissolving? Oh, wait, now I'm going to choke on it. And so I want to bring back the fact that kids should eat fiber and good healthy fats and protein. That's another one. A lot of kids are like terrified of protein and they don't like it. You know, they find it gross or whatever. So a lot of kids are having like very highly salty, sugary, white carbs and really bothers me I, I think it's a big problem and you know we see you know endless levels of obesity and constipation and kids that are not happy and um anyway so i want to kind of reinvent that i want to and and like the squeezy pack thing does actually really irk me as well because kids are sucking out of a package you know they're not they're not as much using spoons anymore they're not self-feeding anymore they're sucking on packages of applesauce it's like a whole new generation of eating you know, we didn't have squeezy pouches. You know, we didn't have these things that dissolved in the mouth. So anyway, I think it's I think it's leading to a lot of issues around food. So I want to reinvent that whole world. So what would you do differently? Like what is the thing that you would create? Oh, um, 
well, more solid food for one. You're moving away from the whole mush, you know, forever. You know, 12 month olds should not be eating mush as their main part of their diet. You know, that is not normal. You know, like ravioli, like you look at these packages and they're like ravioli and meat sauce and you, you squeeze it and it's mush. Like why can't a kid have ravioli and meat sauce? You know, why is it mush? Why is it pureed? The whole concept just grosses me out completely. Um, I don't think we ever like pureed chicken or meat for our children. Oh I, God, did, like, I have a business idea we have to talk I, about later. Sure. I know how we did like this. ground meat, like, you know, as an early meat. Like I didn't do, yeah. I, I bought ground meat and the kids had it as if it was like, you know, pasta sauce. Or, okay, but or yeah, but you're like kidding. Like me and Dina text all day, all night. And like one of the conversations we had recently yeah. is like, what's your business idea? I was like, let's go, let's yes. go. We just like brainstorm okay. on text. So. Yeah, so I, like we, there's a lot of, I think, there's a lot of things that, that, yeah. that I want to do. But yeah, the snack food one really irks me. Like, I, don't, you, I don't want to see kids coming in my office anymore with, with fishy crackers. You know, like it's just, there's better options. And people are doing it because it's what kids want. It's what's available. It's what they see. It's bright and colorful and everyone else is buying it. But we can make a, a fishy cracker that has higher fat, healthy fats, lower sodium, you know, doesn't dissolve in the mouth. Those How about like omega fatty omega free fats, You know, like I'm all about yeah. healthy fats. Health, protein is a big one. I mean, a lot of kids become very choosy and picky. They are obsessed with milk or dairy. Yeah. And they're obsessed with white carbs. And then there's, and there's no room for anything else. So anyway, taking it back to basics, eating the family, eating real healthy, normal foods as, as a family. I'm all about that. That's like a big thing for me. So yeah, so snack food, cosmetics. There's a, I think there's a big gap in the market on things that are actually helpful for true skin conditions as eczema as is a good example there's not a lot of products that are out there that are actually helping eczema people get prescription stuff I have my kid or there's eczema. like typical like samples. lotions whatever anyway so that's a whole other world that i'm trying to revamping yeah Nice. How about you, Yafa? Yeah. I mean, I found like when I was early stage parenting, I was like, I have a million ideas. Oh yeah, I had mm. what I have you come ton. up with? Um, when you're Betty big, Draper, my biggest cigarettes, other than like putting my boobs husband. on a platter, like yeah. the other thing I really want to do is like reinvent my industry, like the health insurance industry for women. Tell me, mm-hmm. keep going. Um, because again, sorry guys, I love you. Men are great. Blah blah blah. But men <laughs> created health insurance contracts that have been sitting on the shelves since the 80s and 90s, and not changed. So that's why you get a lot of people being like, well, my breast pump's not covered because I need to get like a prescription. Mm-hmm. Or this is the biggest thing that I think. I read like, a lot of scripts for, for moms for breast pumps. But isn't it kind of fucked up? You're like, like everybody needs a breast pump now. Like, And it's it, mm-hmm. it's like a rounding error in the grand scheme of like the massage we pay for. Like, do you know yeah. how many rub and tugs I pay for that I can't even <laughs> prove are rub and tugs? Mm-hmm. It's like at Young and Finch and I Google Earth it and I'm like, that's a fucking rub and tug, but we're <laughs> For it. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah, keep going. God. What would you put on the plan? So, what no, would no, be your dream biggest, plan? Go. The biggest single change I'm going to do, which all the insurers are going to like want to stab me in the Go. back, is the fact that okay, so you have a benefit plan. Yeah, your employer gives you long-term disability insurance. Uh-huh. Did you know that women uh-huh. pay higher rates for LTD than What's men? LTD? Long-term disability. Uh-huh. So sick leave. So let's say you're going to take like. 10 months off work because God forbid you have breast cancer and maybe you got it when you were like pregnant. And so it's like really bad because women do get that. And now you need to take like two years paid off work. No problem. We'll pay you. But the premiums that your employers pay are higher because they have a skewed population, more women. Why? I'll tell you what's really interesting is if you look at the government of Canada, Mm -hmm. they have an EI program, employment insurance, which is very similar to this long-term disability insurance program. Government of Canada says, employers, you're going to pay premiums so that when somebody is sick, we're going to pay them. So the government of Canada does not charge employers different rates because they have a population of more men 
for more women. But the private health insurance industry does because they say, huh, Dina, you hire more women. And ladies, you like to get sick and take time off. You have more absenteeism days. Side note, yeah, because we're fucking doing everything and we're the primary caregiver and we're the sandwich generation preparing for my demented parents and my kids and also my husband's family. Like, yeah, I'm taking like a couple days, but like, let me breathe because I pull triple the workload when I'm out of work. Thank you very much. I'm not getting rub and tug by the airport. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Oh my God, Yava. Long term, long term disability insurance. Like my insurers are like, they like talk to me like I'm a little girl. They're like, well, the thing is, women statistically take more days off, and I'm like, well, the government of Canada doesn't charge us different EI rates because I have more women that work for me. Hmm. Why are you charging this cosmetics company more money because they have more women on their payroll? It's not fair. And so, like, that's my big push. My big push is not necessarily to start a business, but to like re like. Start from scratch, like burn the place to the ground, like demolish, like new build, like gut the place, not even gut the place, like just tear down and rebuild insurance industry, like health insurance industry from the ground up with, wait a minute, what if we did not have systemic bias in the contracts, in the rates, in the pricing, and how we trained the employees that serve other women that have businesses, that then care for other women, like nannies on your payroll or other things. Like there's like, I could go on, there's probably like 10 things I can rattle off the top of my head. Like why why is it that, yeah, so IUDs that have medicine, like like a DIN are covered, like a hormone, Mm -hmm. but IUDs that don't have a hormone are not covered. Copper one, yeah. Why? Right. Fucked up, right? Um, oh, like sales reps. Like sales reps in our industry are like, with respect, disproportionately men, but then men that sell to women business owners just are not like necessarily given the proper training to sit and listen, hmm. to say, Doc, D- Dr. Dina, Dina, what do you want? Not, not, here's the off-the-shelf contract that you need to buy from me, mm-hmm. right? So it's just like everywhere. It's like systemic bias. It's like mm-hmm. an octopus and you just kind of have to be, so that's what that's what I'm obsessed with. You know with what right I'd now. love to see? Mm-hmm. Actually, here's an idea. You tell me how this works. My husband's insurance, actually, Dina gave me a script today for my kid who has pink eyes. So this is the second time I've seen Dina today, which is a double Dina day. So good for me. Double Dina day. Double Dina day. I've <laughs> um, got big boobs. So it works perfectly. <laughs> double D's, get degrees. Um, so... I went to take my health insurance card to the um, clinic next to your place. And for the first time ever, she goes, this is an excellent plan. She goes, I'll, I'll compound anything for you anytime you want. And I was thinking about how amazing it would be that I could extend my husband's, our plan to my nanny and say to my, she's yes. part of my family and say like, I would love to, I can't necessarily afford to give her my health, health insurance for her. But if my, if she's part of my family, my unit yeah. that I cannot live without her, she's an extension of my family. I would love to be able to say to my nanny, here's the card, go get your drugs. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she I've, was, she's still a, she's not even, a, she just became a permanent resident just now after five years, you know, even have health insurance. Well, I yeah. thought about, and I don't have anything. <clears throat> well, thank God we live in Canada. So yes. you don't need an enormous amount of health yeah. insurance. No, we've right. none. We have zero. Like we don't have any for the family. Like, thank God we don't, we, we haven't needed it. We don't, we don't have lots of scripts and things. Um, but when I, when I looked at all the policies, it wasn't, it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like I don't spend enough on dental and vision and whatever to make it worth the cost of the plan for a family of six. But you should be writing off your medical expenses from the business through a vehicle. Like, and it's called a benefit plan, but there is a vehicle in the tax act that allows you to write your medical expenses off from the business legally. Like, hmm. anyways, that's another topic. But on <laughs> nannies, um, I thought about this because I was thinking, like, yeah, you know, yeah, if you're taking off work for like 
you know, something that's preventable with a little bit of medicine, like for sure. And so I think, yeah, that's the other thing. No insurance company has designed like a hand curated plan for, wait a minute, like we have caregivers and it doesn't have to be expensive. It can just be like a tiny or like a mini benefit plan that has, you know, some travel insurance when you go home to the Philippines Mm -hmm. and like maybe $500 for drugs, if that's Mm -hmm. all you can afford. But just so that, yeah, you have a separate card. And the big thing is separation of church and state with privacy, because what you don't want to get in trouble with Is. is your nanny walking in to you and saying, I have X medical condition, which is why I'm taking time off work. And you thinking, hmm, time to terminate. This is an extreme example. Right. But that's actually, a, it's against the law to terminate someone because They're of sick. their medical condition. Right. So by giving them a benefit plan and a drug card, they right. don't tell you why. They just buy their antibiotics for their kids. Right. 16 bucks. Done deal. And you're fine. You Legally, should do this. Right? If you do this, we will. I will help you. I will help you. We will like mobilize troops too. Sure, we'll design, we can design something and yeah. then you know we'll throw it out there. It. And if guys, if you like this, just give us lots of hearts. Sorry, wrong <laughs> <Okay>. platform. <laughs> give us five star ratings. <laughs> yeah, if I love this conversation, so interesting. So okay, so you want to revolutionize the industry, and yeah. I think Dina is also doing the same. She's really revolutionizing how how oh, people yeah. think about patient care and about family care, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you know this is interesting about this generation of women who are mothers who are like in this like we are going to change the fucking game for our kids yeah. you know and we are going to leave such a that's what i'm so excited about also i think it's like we are going to change the world like our parents did it for us and we are going to do it for our kids we are going to leave a very different society in which one that we inherited for the good bad and the ugly but we are going to do it and like women that i feel privileged to sit next to drinking the wine that we're drinking right now cheers to us let's do a little cheers damon did you drink anything okay. cheers yes cheers to everything one thing that I think too, yeah. um, that what I like about this podcast is actually bringing together these women entrepreneurs that mm. are seemingly very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we need to do that more, right? Not just amongst entrepreneurs, but I feel like women should, as much as possible, lift each other up. I think yeah. that uh, there's a lot of, um, you know, fighting or competition or negativity uh, between moms much more than I think dads to be the best in all this guilty the shit Olympics that we all feel, of right? the Olympics of parenting, right? Ba-da, there's but no gold medal, ladies. She's running very slowly. Fucking fuck, man. Um, yeah, so oh I, I think God. it's really great to, to support one, one another, you know, and if you have this amazing idea for this type of insurance plan or whatever, other people that are interested in this, like, Dina, let's plan Yaffa. a retreat. Yes. Yaffa. Yeah. I think there's a, lot, there's a lot of power in like, in like bonding with other people that are, have shared interest and maybe you can yeah. create something amazing together because it's difficult to do it on your own. So, Wait, let's yeah. talk about the family business because Yasha sure. does run her family's chalet business of 10, 10 chalets. So I help. I mean, it's a, okay, it's so a tell group effort. Um, I will In our free about. time. And she, <laughs> between, between 4 a.m. and between Dubai, say when I'm she's pumping. <laughs> well, she's pumping with her willow. It's willem. true. <laughs> no, this one goes, yeah. you're quiet. <laughs> you're quiet. Imagine pumping with the willow while you're having sex. You're like, did oh, you do yeah. that? I didn't try it, but I should. But wouldn't the milk spill everywhere? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't spill. At all, it cannot spill, even if you're like on your head? Mm. No, it's in like sealed milk bags with a valve one way. Milk Ooh. goes in, doesn't come out. Like, bouncing, 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 bouncing. Your I'm going to do like, it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I, I, have, I have a milk letdown. You have a letdown? Yeah, oh. like I let down when I'm having sex. Are you kidding? The oxytocin or what is that? Really? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, even by myself. <laughs> really? I, I let down. Just the yeah. Bellagio. I, I'm not like, he's 19 months old. I'm not like spraying everywhere anymore. Uh, but, I, but I used to literally like, like 
with him or by myself, yeah. I get up and I start dripping. Really? Mm-hmm. Sweet. I, wonder I think if a lot I of people do. do. I don't know. If, maybe that's when my bed has been wet. I thought it was the <laughs> screening of it. Maybe I should check. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of people. Really? Yeah. Oh, you guys have no notice it? I think it's a common thing. I don't think it's just me. Really? Mm-hmm. Look that up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the point of that is exactly. Like, in. Bi- yeah, biologically like, yeah, like, like why is, is that purpose? happening exactly but it, it does it's common actually there's some movie called milk i think it was called milk uh, all about breastfeeding and and women breastfeeding and really interesting actually i think it's called milk you guys can tell me if i'm wrong but um about women women breastfeeding and um a transgender male that was breastfeeding anyways yeah. very interesting Chest like all these feeding. different stories and mm-hmm. uh and these two women were talking and i think they were both breastfeeding their child one was induced with domperidone and i think there's part, part of it where they're talking about having sex with each other and then milk going everywhere. I think it's pretty Whoa. common. Mm-hmm. Milk party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. What's it called? Milk, when milk do, lemonade. When you go to Coke parties in Korea and there's like a snowstorm. That's what it's called, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> with a really? snowstorm. Milk storm. Milk storm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But like they take a fan and they like, maybe make it. What a waste. Like cocaine? Coke, yeah, gang style. <laughs> the gang style, you know. Wow. What do they put it the through, storms. like a fan and yeah, like a s- just like snort it? I've never done coke in my life. I'm, I'm scared, scared of that. I've never done coke either. It's yeah. like one drug I've never done. Nose, no. Nothing up the bun. Not interested. I but I think, uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. so you still haven't, eh? We never talked about that again. I haven't done anal yet. No, dude. Yeah. Not in the last thirteen weeks. I've not done anal. Still trying to repair my. Yeah. Um, wait, your, yeah, your but what we're just talking about? Okay, let's talk family about business. Family okay. business. Yeah. So we're talking about from anal to family business. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my god, and coke. just bringing shame, but <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, just bring, I like you about your ancestors. I like that. Yeah, they're like watching me. Um, <laughs> they're like there's a there's a finger wagging. Yeah, over your head. <laughs> like it's fine. I'm a breadwinner. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, okay, so my my father's a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, he just was like, let's just do whatever we can. Um, so we built the chalet company. We're so privileged. He's an engineer. He built it with his hands. Like he literally oh. built the buildings. No, I'm exaggerating. Okay. <laughs> For the internet. That's fine. Uh, but he was like the general contractor. He developed the land, he built it. And really what he did was insane. Cause he would mortgage our house in Toronto, put like a second mortgage on our house in Toronto to buy the first one with like four of his buddies. Uh-huh. So literally like with the two pennies that we had, like put them in Collingwood and my mom was like screaming at him, like, do not put our two pennies in Collingwood. Like, why? Uh-huh. What is in Collingwood? There's nothing. It's dirt. It was like before Interwest came and beat that place up like RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Um, <laughs> so anyway, so we kept like mortgaging the second one to like build. So we, a lot of debt. could have gone so wrong. Really it wrong. It did not go wrong, but it went really right. Mm-hmm. But well, we in a way. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah. Or thank Lord Beyonce, right? right. So Lord Beyonce, she's the god. She so, uh, so, anyways, we've got these chalets, and it's great. And then I'm on mat, mat leave, air quotes, and I'm like, okay, so how's it going? Like, how's our TripAdvisor reviews? Because to finally have time to chill from bed and plan, and I'm just like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, what's TripAdvisor? And I was like, don't oh, tell me, mom my. and dad, that you never set the shit up. And of course, I'm to blame because I'm the first child that's like supposed to. Anyways, I've got the guilt. So. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, between four and six a.m., I'll just like set all the shit up. So set it all up. Um, but you know, having a family business is a blessing and a curse. It's a yeah. blessing because you know you learn so much on the job. Like I was 12, and we were like assembling furniture for the chalets for people to come and rent, right? Um, but then it's a curse because like you spend so much time with your family, and while I love my family, it's like a lot. It's a lot, and then there's the whole 
just like working with your parents in a professional setting. Um, so my sister's involved, my mom's involved, my dad's involved. Like it's, it's hard. So anybody who's in the family business thing, like just know that I hear you and I feel you and it's hard. But it's also, I'm sure, amazing to have role models in the entrepreneurial space, right? It is amazing to see how they the trials and tribulations both the trials, yeah. but it's also interesting because like they were very much owner operators, right? Mm. And when you come from like a perspective of scale, of like, wait a minute, we need to automate. Like, mm-hmm. we cannot physically like put the linens on ourselves, right? We can't physically do all these things if we right. want to scale. But then how many there's kind of, are there? Um, so we have right now we have ten that we're renting out. Um, and I mean, if it was up to me, we would like develop, we would build, we would Mm. scale, but you know, that's the challenge of a family business. If it's like, wait wait a minute, you're my kid. Like imagine if like your kid was like, Hey mom, I'm going to take your business. Mom's Toronto. And I'm going to flip it on its head. I'm going to do it totally differently. I'm going to delete the Instagram. I'm going to like delete the SoundCloud. Right. And there's no internet anymore. Right. Like it's hard. I, so I get it. So it's, yeah, it's that's really my just fear. Learning. Everything you just said is like, what if there's no Instagram tomorrow? Where's my business going to come from? Yeah. Literally. When Instagram broke last Wednesday, I was like, this is it. Everyone join my newsletter because I'm never going to, you, you own my friendships, Instagram and my business models. So. I didn't even know it went down Fuck until off. the next day. And I was like, I'm, I was at an event with yeah. 300 people and everyone's yes. like, my posts aren't working. Yeah. I'm like, somebody else, we're like sending the posts to somebody else in another city and they're like, it's not working. And then it's like, there's no fresh content. And it was this hilarious Instagram <laughs> girl that I follow who is hilarious. I had to look up my own, what the fuck's her name? She did a whole thing about like, this is what she did the day that Instagram died. It was mm. really fucking funny. I got to find it. But anyways, I digress. Continue. Yeah, but you're right. No, I'll go door to door with you if that ever happens. <laughs> we'll, like we will take our little flyers. Yes. We'll walk through the streets of Leslieville and be like, any strollers? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> hey man, guerrilla marketing works. I'm mm. all about old school. I think traditional marketing, there's definitely a place for it. Not like radio and TV, but like, yeah, totally handing out flyers. <laughs> do you fax, Dina? Like, do you fax <laughs> to get referrals? Or are you like, here's my fax number? Um, people, doctors like fax. Yeah, fax. Yeah, no, I didn't do any fax. No, but I did like, do like, fax. I did emails. I didn't want to calls. No, actually, yeah, doctors get business by faxing. Really, really by fax. Like, oh, get, yeah. like most of our referrals through fax because that's what doctors do. Like your dial up thing? Dial up like it's a modem. How did you even get a fax? Actually, it comes in automatically to our computer. No, no, there's no physical damn fax machine. No, no, no. I remember waiting for faxes when I was a kid from camp. And then like that weird paper, the weird like ongoing paper that like never stopped, that like shiny paper stuff. And people would like send you spam being like, you know, carpet cleaning, yes, you know, yeah. carpet cleaning. Yeah. Right. Yo, I should sext my husband at work cause he's got a fax machine cause he's a doctor. I should be like, like, you know, like just like a pixelated image of myself. <laughs> That'd be fun. Wearing my wig for my wedding. Your boobs yeah. like directly onto the <laughs> <laughs> He would divorce me instantly. Just like sit with your bum cheeks. A la Kardashian. <laughs> oh my God. We just should do sit that. sit on the photocopier. Sit on yeah. the photocopier. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. What was that movie with the photocopier and the prints and the hand on the ass? This is an Andrew. Andrew. This is Andrew for sure. Andrew, come on. I think of Kardashian, like photocopier oh bomb God, to like so prove funny. that it was a real bomb, whatever. Okay, what do you want, what do you want to re, redo? Like, what, yes. what's your goal, Letta? You asked us, like, what we want to do in our spaces. What do you want to do in your space? Oh, I want to completely change the game for first time moms, second time moms. That like, you should have like a really happy, positive, awesome community to offer I've been to and I want to do it across Canada and to the US I'm coming for you New York um, and uh, we've talked about this I'm into 
these were all my ideas in the first five months of having my first kid. Mm-hmm. Ready? I already told you now. Let's all hear of these. it. Anyone can take these. Call me if you want to do them together. It's okay. <laughs> None of them are trademarked. Um, I want to do a breast light, breastfeeding light, like a night that like makes sense when you're like stumbling around trying to breastfeed. And when you're young, first time mommy trying to breastfeed, you have to like see it, right? You have to mm-hmm. see the latch to make sure. You can't just be able to like pop it in like a pro like I am now. But like <laughs> early days of, of that early days haze, I call it like everything's fuzzy, fuzzy. And like I remember what happens is you're looking for a light, so you take your phone, right? Mm-hmm. So you take your phone, and then what you do, you drop the fucking phone in your fucking kid's head like yes. that. And you're like, oh my kid, wait a fuck! I just dropped my fucking iPhone on my kid's head, and did I break my baby? Yeah, and my baby has oh a head God, injury. This baby's bleeding. So so how many fracture. times have I dropped my phone in Eliza's head? And he's like totally sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's like what the fuck I'm like what happened I'm like I dropped my phone on his head why were you on Instagram I wasn't I was using it as a light and then I started tapping you know that's what happened to me it was like I'd be like oh I just need the light to see what I'm doing and hold the phone as like in a strategic way or in my mouth like that's like yeah, trying yeah. to hold the phone and like try to get the light or the flashlight on my tit so I could see what I was doing and then before I know it the kid's sleeping in like 30 seconds after nursing right like Right. And I'm like, oh, what is happening in Australia? <laughs> right now? I'm going to cruise this hashtag fucking retarded, like Dr. Pimple Popper. I'm like, I need to see every blackhead right now. So like, satisfying. Right? I love. So yeah, so that's me. A breastfeeding light that makes sense that isn't your phone. That has a constant yeah. street to pimple popper. Right, exactly. Yeah. That does not turn into so an you addiction. you can't go to sleep. Right, so you can't go to sleep. So that's number one. Okay. You know what was my other ideas? I had that. I had, um, oh, this is the one that I actually wrote a grant for. Like I applied to TELUS Innovation for. So I think breastfeeding is the number one challenge new moms face that is the maker or breaker of your early postpartum. 100%. If you had easy time breastfeeding, things are probably going well. Hard time breastfeeding, it defines you. Game changer, right? Changes everything. So I had a hard time doing a hard time. Yeah, I've had Atrocious time. Atrocious. Got it. You're still probably suffering, right? So I want to invent a... A product that you put on your tit 38 weeks pregnant called the sucker and literally it is the first ever breastfeeding trainer see dina there's a fucking market for it do you see yava's expression and i said so too okay so it's called the sucker so i wrote a grant for this so like i'm sorry you were not re- you were not going through to the next rounds and then they called me the next year tell us innovation they're like hey, and i'm already the director of tech toronto at the time right so i work in the technology sector as my day job and they're like hey we'd like to ask you to reapply for the for the two hundred fifty thousand dollars scholarship to for your innovative idea so i'm like okay well i know guys who can do a prototype and i know probably somebody who can build an app who could like yeah, you know, so there's does there's no such thing as a breastfeeding trainer. It does not exist. A trainer. So, so it's a trainer, and I'm telling you, women will buy anything if you tell them it will make it easier. And everyone always says breastfeeding's really hard, and everyone's like, "I'm Mother Teresa. Breastfeeding's gonna be the easiest thing for me. But I'm Mother yeah. Earth. Milk will just <laughs> come from my tit, and I'm totally gonna be fine." And then you're like, "Oh yeah, this is the hardest, worst thing, most painful thing that's <laughs> ever no happened to me in my so. life." No one told and you. No one told suck. you. So I'm telling you all now, breastfeeding fucking hurts. Okay, it fucking hurts. It fucking sucks, and it doesn't come naturally. I love you, Doctor Jack Newman, kind of. Um, and you were really hilarious on our show and you said a lot of really insightful things but you have not a breastfed so um do you think he has <laughs> breastfed do you think he like tried he it once on the to show be like i don't know we never we didn't ask him i'm gonna ask him. i'm gonna tweet him back from my main bed and plan account being like hey anyway yeah, sorry I that's digress. so funny so it's true so it's a trainer to it's a trainer it literally is a latcher that like it looks like a sex toy basically right you know, <gasps> looking up sex wow. toys sex yeah toy it looks like a sex toy that you put on your tit and the idea is that you market it as like a postpartum pre-partum um, thanks. So there's this thing. Have you heard of the it's like a pump, non-pump? 
Yeah, no. it's like not pump not okay. So the EpiNo is a big thing that came out of Germany that is not FDA approved in Canada, but you can buy it, and it's four hundred and ninety three dollars, or it was three years ago, and it's it. literally yeah. a balloon that you insert in your vagina, okay, and it looks like it's on a blood pressure cuff, oh, God. and you pump it into your vagina until it goes to 10 centimeters oh, and God. it is you practice pushing out 10 centimeters to make sure that you don't have an episiotomy. That's what it is. And I paid $500 for this and I know a lot of people who have Dina and, and, ja- and Yafa have it, not heard of it is but it, it is called the EpiNo. No, it did not work. I had a total terror, <laughs> terror and it did not work. No but I'm telling you There's that no like, I think if somebody came up with their crack neck technology to train women how to understand at least what the latch feels like. Like this is what's going to feel like to have a fucking leper on your fucking tit 18 a times leper. a day for the first five months of life and then it gets better and it gets better and there's light at the end of the tunnel and you will be fine. But like breastfeeding is also Taya Griffin, who I like, that's her name, right? Taya Griffin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She came here with Newman and she said something that was the meat and potatoes of that podcast for me, which is like, there's something, there's magic in breastfeeding. There's a thing that happens and you look at your kid and your kid's looking at you and you are feeding your fucking kid and that's magic. And I was like, yes, that to me is what breastfeeding is about. And that is it. And it sucks when somebody has so much pain or is misguided or whatever it is and they stop breastfeeding, they don't get to feel that magic. So for me, it's not a judgment if somebody doesn't breastfeed. I totally get of course it. Not. That's really no. fine. But I just kind of am sad that you never got to feel that magic that I feel, right? And that's like that's what I preach. And when Taya said that, I was like, yes, it's that magic moment where you're like, just it's I'm gonna nice. Cry. I'm right? Gonna cry. No, you can cry. It's okay. This I'm is a crying cry. space, safe space. <laughs> so it's hard, right? But can you can you can you find that magic in the breastfeeding? And it's it's takes time and it's not overnight. Um, so that's why I was like, the sucker could be a solution mm. for that, right? Breastfeeding sucks. That what was said. So the first ever impression is a sucker. But what'd be cool is like, I think I was like 38 weeks in the shower and like I had milk coming out of my breast, but like, is you that the clue. real milk? Yes. Like, could you yes. pump that and yes. save it? Yes. So what if that thing had some sort of reserve for colostrum even? Yeah. You know, Jack actually- was saying that actually Jack off air though was saying, that uh, he does recommend that people stimulate oh. um, before they deliver to mm-hmm. prep themselves for I wish but I knew that. But yeah, but you know what people are doing? They're researching fucking strollers. You know, and they're taking yes. cute photos of themselves with bumpies that say this is as big as an eggplant. Like people are not thinking. And the reason those apps deliver information in one week segments of a time is because you cannot emotionally or, or, or psychologically digest any more information than this week your kid is growing fucking ears and someone's like oh <laughs> you know <laughs> i hate Most that one with the ears yeah. you know but question you think, i mean just question like what i don't know if i would have been receptive to that you wouldn't have been that's the truth is it the reason unless there's no enough people that you look up to are talking about it right, right. I think if the public consciousness is a bit different yes. and we're paying less attention to the pretty at the, the strollers stroller. and the, yeah. all this shit, the bumps. you know, and that yeah. stuff's fine. Like get a stroller. I'm all about strollers. We have right. way too many fucking strollers, right. but yeah, there's, there's more important conversations to have. And, and I love that Elena is all about, you know, educating women yeah. to know that there are other things to focus on in addition to the pretty stroller. Well, we're launching bump to which is our first oh, go. Oh, at, yeah. Bump to is our first go. So you're going to like show up in like an all black outfit and <laughs> being like, listen, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let's get like, real, bitches. I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do like, what's it called? Spoken word with a slam poetry. I'm gonna yeah, listen. Listen, I'm gonna like slam poetry about like how terrible yes. you are going to be hit by the Mack truck of parenting. Yeah. This is like, the worst Sucks. time of your yeah, life. You and then it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're gonna have like the OG moms in the back being like, Yeah, like we're like vibing right. with you and the girls in the front are like, Oh my god, I need to get my Uber and get out. Yeah, yeah. they're like, please 
she's like, can I just go buy my stroller and leave? Because yeah. all I want is a pretty stroller. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, listen. I researched strollers for months. Oh, I was so, so stupid. Everyone, yeah, I but we so all stupid. did it. I bought the Stoke. I, I, I returned the, the Stokey. Explorey? Ret- the Explorey? I don't remember. I bought it secondhand. Wow. And then I sold it secondhand. And then I bought it up a baby secondhand. I went through so many strollers. And you know what I use now? A snap and go. Like a $90 solution. Yeah. I borrowed That's a snap it. and go. We, we, we bought shit strollers. We bought like the travel solution things where you get like, a Kiko stroller yeah. and yeah. a Kiko thing, you click them. I never bought any of the like fancy strollers. We never did that. I never had that. was like, you're this, smart. This was the tool. Like, this was the tool in the tool shed. No, it's not. It's not the. It's your nipple. Like, it's, that's it. The nipple is the tool. So let's sharpen it. Sharpen the tools. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're investing in a new business. Yeah. For me and Dina. It's called The Sucker. It'll be available very soon. 1999. Just kidding. Uh, maybe 1999. It better not be 1999. 1999. There is no margin there. I can tell you that much. Oh my God. Sex yeah. toys. I love the idea of like a bunch of new businesses like I feel like that could be a separate podcast because I think financial independence for women yeah especially women who are like employees mm-hmm. like it w- they want to start businesses it's yes. good to have a business. but it's also a shit ton of time and, and energy work. and money not everyone can execute it's, yeah, yeah it's very very hard but I think a lot of people ideas. have a lot of great ideas that's yeah. right but it's hard to but but maybe that's maybe we're a way to like hook people up with people that might actually have the savvy to get shit done it's like dragon's den but for moms and we're not yeah, giving you moms money. Den. We're not giving you money. I would we totally might, we might incubate. Just talk about people we may know. I would love to incubate women entrepreneurs, like just in my own industry, because like yeah. I don't have enough women that are willing to do what I do. Uh-huh. So I'm like literally like, okay, I will just like support you, put like a couple dollars in this enterprise, so I know you're you've got a commitment device. Yeah, I'll give you all the training resources. Do you know, just, she like, do it. Not she. Yeah, I've heard of it. Heo. That's what's her name. Oh my god, it's Janice Diner. And she's on the board with what's her name? Oh my God. Anyways, in the tech world. And I think it's interesting because in the tech world and you like, you dabble, you're basically a tech company, right? We're trying to transform. Yes, We're so trying to transform. Like company. She yeah. was a group of women who donate money to a cause as investors. Yeah. Um, they're like angel investors. That, yeah. And that means that a bunch of individuals, let's say I'm an angel investor, I donate $5,000, $20,000, $100,000, and a bunch of other people do the same, and then they all vote on the person who takes this money, basically. That's what she is. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. That's, that's what she is. This is called Radical Generosity. I think she was looking for a thousand women to each give a thousand dollars with no expect of return ever. Um, yeah, that's amazing. But again, it's like elevating other women to do great work. Yeah. But I think it's that, that's amazing. It's intriguing because women already are able to complete five times the workload in the same 24 hours like why is it that between like 7 and 8 p.m you can crush a whole bunch of stuff like you, you need to you need to but so that level of productivity is the same energy that you need to first start up right and sometimes like you know i get that it's like oh my god it's a huge business expense how am i get like debt money what do i do but like sometimes the simplest business idea is like okay i spent 20 dollars on a facebook ad 10 people clicked on it and three people put their credit card numbers down to pre-order the, what's the name of your sucker device? Sucker. The sucker. Right. So you have now proof of concept. You have three people or mm-hmm. 10 people or 30 people right. that over $60 of Facebook ads or $1,000 of Facebook ads, you've proven that people are willing to sign up for your newspaper. Then you can take that to like an angel or you know, mm-hmm. a community and say, I have proof that people will spend money for this. Now let's go. Yeah. Right. So like starting like tiny baby steps. Cause I think at least for me, I find women are very daunted by like, how am I going to raise money? How am I going to, what am I going to do? Well, yeah. I read a stat recently. I think it was a, it's a new Instagram handle that I started on called dough. And it's a place that helps support half baked concepts. That's the idea. Cause they say women are, um, uh, generate twice as much, uh, startups with half the amount of money that men do. Mm, so you're yeah. into that, right? 
Um, I was like, oh, what is this dough? And that's the whole idea. It's like spelt like dough, like dough, like bread dough, not dough. Like, anyways, it's really cool. Isn't all dough spelled? Sorry, D-O-U-G-H? I'm being totally. Yes, I'm. Yeah, that is was there a, another that dough? Oh, like D A O H. Yeah, like like dough. like yeah. Simpsons. Right. Yeah. We're gonna link to it in the we'll link to we'll it link in the description. To We're yeah. not going to. Yeah. Yeah. We don't <laughs> have time to write long descriptions. <laughs> it's literally your bio. That's she's like. <laughs> she's like, yeah, no, we're <laughs> not. <laughs> yes. Okay. One day we will do that. One day Just, your E A will do that. One day you'll Google it, ladies. Just what open is your, your phone. Going to do for you? What? What? I need. Okay. Ready? Calendar management. Okay email management so exactly the alex norman has he has an ea who does this calendar management inbox management so like i will happen this hey let's like hey i can't wait to have a coffee with you i'm like yeah for sure let's set it up and then that never happens my bigger problem actually is i send out probably 10 proposals every friday and i don't always i generally not always unless i like am like hit in the head to remember to follow up two Mm. weeks later and say did you see my proposal and it's usually brands or partners or collaborators or like Hey, like, what's up? And they like remind me, so it's not very professional. And the truth is, I'm just doing too much. So yeah. that's what my I'm looking for a virtual EA right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or somebody who lives in Toronto. I'm looking either for a, a awesome bomb ass mom who like wants to make some extra money, or a really awesome talented college kid. Who's By the like, time you guys hear this, she's already gonna have yeah. Like 10 you're gonna, she's gonna yeah. be hired already, or he's gonna yeah. be hired already. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I think it's important. And for me, like me and Yaffa, we're talking about help. Like this is called help. Yes. I've realized, like, oh, there's a child at the top of the stairs. Um, <laughs> Hello. Very. Oh, okay. I love you. So that's you. very, very, very unusual. I've yeah, never seen that before. You. Oh my god! Uh, our six-year-old is here. It is nine fifty-six p.m. That's ever happened in my life. I've like, never seen a kid. In, I've never so I've like seen it as a kid. That's in the really top. weird. I've never seen that's a kid in this sick. house. That was Ryan, and that literally never <laughs> happened like in my whole life. Yeah, he's fine. And look, Andrew left to take care of my child. heart. Just like jumped into my throat, Dina. Yeah. I thought I heard walking and I was like, maybe it's a dog. That's weird because we also have two dogs. But you, you heard walking upstairs? Yeah. Really? But that was a dog like scratching in the I just saw a little something. tiny punim. Yeah. He's like, his little face just peeked around because I was like, daddy, I can't sleep. But yeah. it's crazy because I literally saw Ramsey like, but it, like Ramsey exploded. Like he's just like a, mm-hmm. a six year old. But it's the same thing. It's like, meh, meh. Yeah. Help me. Mommy, okay, I'll pick I you up. Sleep. Like your husband just picked him up. Yeah. So sweet. Dina. Yeah. I can't believe it just happened. Why? Everyone just witnessed that. I don't feel so like I feel like my heart just like because I know that your house is just like such a well oiled machine that oh, like he's fine. He's he obviously fine. just cannot sleep. Yeah, he yeah. needed you. He's feeling something. Yeah, I'll go Aww. see him. They they rarely, rarely, rarely leave the rooms. Like actually, I the never last saw, time yeah. the last time I can picture a kid ever leaving the room at nighttime, it was that one our six year old who came in at like it must be in two in the morning. And if my kids like even move in their sleep, I wake up even with earplugs in. I'm like super sensitive to their sound. If they're not around, I don't wake up at all. Like I'm a log. But if any like. <sighs> rolling over i could sense actually we were away in mexico and austin was sleeping in another room from us between two doors I was, he was like two doors away from me and he had a fever and he wasn't crying but he was panting because he had a fever and i heard him with earplugs in anyway i didn't hear him because i'm not sleeping and he's two floors above me um but anyway the last time he was sick or some other kid woke up he walked into a room it was like two in the morning he's like mommy i don't feel well through all over my floor. Oh no! So very uncommon. So, we'll so here's the thing that's interesting is that that moment that you just did with your kid that I just saw Andrew do, like it made me think about my own childhood. And you know what? Yeah, if I'm not sure you feel this way, but like nothing has prepared me for the amount of love and respect I have for my parents, hmm. except for becoming a parent. You know, like those moments when I was a kid and I like flung open the door. My dad tells me all the time his memories like. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were like tragic memories because he's like, oh my God, there's children in my room. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened. I would like fling open the door and I'd go and sleep on the couch at the foot of their bed. Right. Mm-hmm. So like that reminds me of like they were just doing the best. We're all doing the best we fucking can. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right? I'm going to cry a little bit. Anyways, we're all doing the best we can, right? Yeah. Anyways, it was so beautiful. I, I feel like kids. I was so cute. Is no, I think you're right. Yeah. I feel like I still need that. Like as a full grown woman, I still go to my husband and I'm like, "Can you hold me to sleep?" Totally. Yeah, I had a long day. Can I put my head on your chest? Uh huh. You need yeah. to be cuddled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just I'll come from work or like a meeting or you know a emerge shift or whatever, and Angel would just like lying on the couch and I just like crawl on top of him and I was like lie there with my head on his chest and they're like those are like just delicious cozy moments when like. You know, you can reconnect without funny. penis and vagina thrusting. <laughs> that's what Hesalana says. That's it's like her P- favorite expression. N V T P N V T hashtag P N V T. We'll make a shirt. Penis, vagina thrusting. It's funny because, like, I think about my mom and I talk a lot, a lot, a lot, and I realize, like, probably my adulthood and in my motherhood specifically, like, my level of respect for her has skyrocketed. And I need my husband, but I definitely talk to my mom way more, and I'm like, "You are amazing. How did you do this? How did you have four children? How did you, Dad, still be married? How do you like have a life? Everyone okay? Yeah. Does he have a Really? What? That's how you put him down. They have fever or something? No. Why were they up? I don't know. Which two? The eldest. Why was he awake? I don't know. Highly unusual. It's 10 o'clock here. It's bizarre. Yeah, I've done like over. This is bizarre. That's very bizarre. Yeah. In this household. Anyway. Anyways. Um, yeah, but any, any parting words, my friend, as we round out the... Po- we love talking to you. You're mm-hmm. so cool. Right, Dean? I'm having You're fun. Very cool. mm-hmm. Maybe it's the two glasses of wine. Yeah, I'm gonna have I don't know. <laughs> Are you driving home, Elena? A third. Are we? I hope no one heard that on our podcast. I do not endorse. Okay. No, she said diving. I'm diving. I'm diving. I mean, the only parting words I have is Uber for um, I don't actually hate men. I'm very grateful for my husband. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess to women, I want to say like it's fucking hard. It's yeah, really, really hard. hard. And no it's advice. okay to say that it's hard. It is okay to and say it's that okay it to ask sometimes. for help. Paid yes. and it's otherwise. a shit yes. show. It's yeah. a shit show. And like, if anybody's looking at me thinking like she's this or she's like, how does she do it? Like, I have a full time nanny. I have my mother. I have my father. I have my sister. Mm-hmm. I have a team of employees. I have twenty people doing my job right now. Mm-hmm. Like, my only job is to literally eject milk from my boobs and put them into my son, and I still feel like I'm failing that all the time. Yeah. So, I just want to say like, it's We're all it is what together. it is. <laughs> It's interesting. I think it's so interesting that like one thing I want to hammer home with this is you can be creative with your childcare. You don't need to have a full-time woman from the Philippines living in your house. It doesn't need to be the solution. The solution can be many things. You can have an au pair, right? There's students available. My, my next door neighbor from Trinidad, she's 65 years old. She's a retired hospice worker. She works for me every single day. And I, you know, I pay her what she wants because she keeps busy. I give her life meaning and I love her. Right. My mother is physically challenged and doesn't live close by. So like I don't have that sort of like lifting the baby, helping every day sort of help from her. And I have a nanny 12 hours a week. Okay. Like there's ways to be creative. I had my cousin who's like younger than me. She's having her second kid. She calls me. She's like, Alana, I need to understand how you do this. In my neighborhood, everyone has hired help. It's just not going to be reality for me. And I need help. I'm like, get creative. Like there's got to be somebody on your street. There's got to be a 14 year old. who can pick up your three year old from school every day. Get fucking creative. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to like say like, there's not one solution to this. There, m- there might be a popular solution and that's okay. But like, 
ask for help, get help, go every way you possibly can do it. I'm telling you, au pair.com is like, I have 25 people waiting for me to hire them to be an au pair. I just need a bigger house. But like, it's, the What's struggle the is real. An au pair and a nanny. An au pair is, um, they don't do any housework. They just, they're there to take care of your children, period. A lot of them yeah. are students too, like here for a year or something. Or four months at a time. So you can do yeah. Germany, Philippines, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, you know, the entire globe basically is looking for au pairs. So I'm looking at it as a serious option for me. Um, you know, I think so. a lot of people too want to take care of your children. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a job that someone wants to do to help you out, it's totally to play with your baby. Yeah. You know, so and I think there's, there's a lot of people that want to help you. And so. Dina, don't you feel like I find like when I have like a 14 year old playing with my two year old, they're playing with them differently than I ever could. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's beautiful. You know, like I want a 14 year old to play with my kid differently than I could. Or honestly, like my nanny who's 38 and a Filipina woman who I love and respect with my whole heart, she interacts with my son differently than a 12 year old boy would. Right. And I want my son to play with, and my son, like when he sees kids like that, he like idolizes them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we should have more play dates. That's what I just realized. Anyways, mm-hmm. the village, the village is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. That's really beautiful. what did you learn today? Dean, Dean. Dean. My mom calls me Dean Dean. I'm going to call you Dean Dean. Or Deans. Dean and Dean Deans. We, can we have a lot. I have a lot of name, actually. Um, what did I learn today? I mean, I learned a lot about insurance, to be honest. Like, this is like nothing to do with our whole conversation, but I actually don't know anything about insurance or how disability is more expensive and those kind of things. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this was a very great conversation. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, lots of levels. I feel like we went through lots of different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over like two hours, actually. This is a two-hour podcast. I think almost. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to cut it. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> have to cut. No, it. we cut nothing. We no, don't these cut are anything. All uncut. Listen or don't listen. Skip we through. Whatever. We have that a lot of mommy podcasts are thirty minutes, and we're like, guys, there's so much richness to talk about. You can only do thirty minutes. Yeah, I don't want to edit. But if you guys really right. want to edit, let us know. But I, I like. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's laughing. Great review comment subscribe 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 five yes. stars um <laughs> what's it yeah but you're like amazing Thank you're an amazing you. woman. you're doing a really good job that's what i learned <sighs> so you gotta give yourself a little more credit and breathe Thank a little you. bit and just like set the bar low for yourself mama because low and it's a hard thing to do for women like and us. also all this shit is gonna be so over soon and you're gonna forget how shitty the parts were really yeah i know it feels like it feels like there's no whatever I don't want to preach. I'm just saying you're doing a fantastic no, no, fucking preach, job. Preach. No, you're oh. doing a great job. I'll accept unsolicited advice from you yeah. guys. <laughs> Not from the guy that sold me a muffin, but <laughs> from you. No, I think, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I think Thank parenting you. is really hard. I think there's a lot of like major challenges that young moms who are new moms face. And especially when you're a rock star in your industry, right? Like you're somebody who's done pretty well for yourself a lot, right? You're very pretty, you're very successful. Things don't come hard. Like things come easy for you, I guess. And parenting is one of those things. If you're like Dina, who I say is a skinny blonde bitch, she is somebody who's always done very well in life. And you know, when parenting hits you, she's not a blonde bitch. She's not a bitch at all. And she's very sweet. She's one of my very dear friends. Um, but you know, it's true. Like when you're really good at stuff, right? Like I said, we're not good at being beginners. It's really, really hard when you had to learn from something from scratch and, um, there's no better learning ground than sort of having to do it yourself. So it's funny. The first time I was by myself with my two kids was I got stuck on a plane with them by myself flying to Florida and Asa was oh eight God. weeks old. No. And I was like, after that, I felt Herculean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I can fucking do this. I can be alone with my kids and I can fucking manage both of these motherfuckers and I am the fucking queen <laughs> of parenting. And no one died. And no one died. And I was and okay. Yeah. Kids were fed. yeah, I ate a pizza that night to myself, an entire pizza. I was totally do it. But I was like, I can do this. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and that's the truth. And since then, honestly, since then, I was like, I can be alone. And the truth was, it was a lot of time when I was with Elias by myself that I was like, I felt very fearful in the beginning, just being the two of us. I'm like, I'm a baby. How am I taking care of a baby? That's how I felt. I'm like, I'm an adult child. I need my mom and my yeah. mom's unavailable. So I had to figure this fucking shit out. So it's, I think you grow up real fucking quick. And I think to be honest, like our kids, our parents infantilized a lot of adult children for quite some time because um, it made them feel young. And here we are sort of saying like, Okay, we got to grow up real fast. We got to pay mortgage no real fast. You, just, you figure shit you out. You got to right? figure it out. It's like you literally jump the fuck in. So that mom strength, that mom strength is real. Like yeah. that whole, I can push a car with my bare hands. Like I yeah. believe that is like a real yeah, thing. It's that first scene of Working Moms where Catherine Reitman yes. encounters that bear and she oh, just fucking yeah. yells in that bear's face. I don't know what, but that's exactly what I didn't really understand at the time because I think I watched it before I even had Elias, but I get it now. Like, oh yeah, your mama instinct will fucking kick in to protect your kids, you know? So it's pretty cool. Anyways. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for yeah, having uh, me. Yeah, if people want to find you, how can they find you? Um, So my Instagram is yafafam, Y-A-F-A-F-A-M. I've got LinkedIn. You can Google me can email me yafa at beneplan.ca and yeah thank you thank you and rate review comment subscribe (laughs) Subscribe. Tina can't figure it out whatever rate us in a good way give us comments let us know what you want to hear about let us know who you want us to interview yes and we love you subscribe we fucking love you keep downloading our shit we love you mamas and dadas and papas (laughs) good morning good evening good night yes bye friends Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics you care about. Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at Moms TO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next time.